Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Are you hiring? Who are you hiring? God damn it. What's your job? What are you up to? Posting job site, job applications? No. Jo- what would it be? Is it a job classified? I guess it would be. It wouldn't be an application because you'd be asking for a job. You're not asking for a job. You're asking for a person to fill your job. Posting that in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. And if you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you could post your job to 50-plus job sites, including Craigslist, LinkedIn. I never say that right. LinkedIn? I think it's Lynn. LN. And Twitter. All with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 200,000 businesses. That's a lot. And right now, my listeners can post jobs at ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rogan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Rogan for free. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Rogan. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings is fantasy football on steroids. That's what it is. It's fantasy football if there were no regulations. The government didn't step in, keep you from taking EPO. That's what it is. Millionaires. Millionaires are being made all season long at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. Fantasy. Like Aldo Nova. Nobody remembers that. Life is just a fantasy. Can you live the fantasy life? One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments, folks. Pay Whenever you want. Got a player that's hurt? No problem. Injuries will not derail your shot at victory because it's like a new season every week. You can pick a team in minutes and you could be on your way to winning huge cash. How much huge cash, Joe Rogan? I'll tell you what, you fucks. This season, one listener turned 10 bucks into 5000 Another turned $2 into ten grand. And a new millionaire has been crowned nearly every week this season at DraftKings.com. That seems preposterous, but it's in the print that they send me. So I'm assuming it's been vetted by powerful attorneys. You could be next, you fucker. Imagine winning a million dollars in one day playing fantasy football at DraftKings. You could call your dad up and say, you fucking dummy. I made more in a day than you did in your whole complainy life. Constantly riding my ass, telling me I'm a fucking loser because I don't do what you do. Look, dick fuck. A million dollars for fantasy football, and that's just today. I'm going to keep going, Dad. I'm never going to stop, and I'm going to show you to the end. Head over to DraftKings.com now and use the promo code ROGAN to play free in the $10 million Fantasy Football World Championships. DraftKings.com. Bigger events, bigger winnings, bigger millionaires. Enter ROGAN now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. We are also brought to you by our official cell phone. That's cell phone. It sounds like I said cell phone, but I didn't. 
Our official cell phone provider of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast is Ting. And if you go to rogan.ting.com, you can find out what the fuck it is all about. What is it all about, Joe Rogan? I'll tell you what it's all about. Ting is a cell phone provider that uses the Sprint backbone, but does it with their own rules. Their own rules being no contracts, no early termination fees. Um, You don't have bundle charges or ride-along charges and a fantastic new innovative idea. You only pay for what you use. Could you imagine if your telephone bill every month... You know, if you got like 100 mil uh, minutes on your regular home phone bill, you'd be like, what? That's ridiculous. You wouldn't accept that. You'd be like, but I only use my phone like five minutes. Well, sorry, you don't get any money back. That's how cell phones are for the most part when you're with large companies. You don't get money back. And you, you, you pay for like, you know, X amount of minutes. And you have to like sign up for plans. If you go over, you have to pay charges. If it goes under, you don't get any of it back. Ting decided that that's stupid, and so they came up with their own idea. And their own idea is very simple and very straightforward. Pay for what you use. And what you use will be a major network, the Sprint Backbone. It's not like, you know, Dr. Bob Dickwad's cell phone network. No, it's Sprint, goddammit. And they have, if you go to Ting's shop, if you go to rogan.ting.com, you'll save 25 bucks off any of the Android devices that they sell. They also have iPhones. Um, they have all of the, like, schnazziest, the schnazziest new uh, cell phones, the HTC One M8, the Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy S5, which is what I have. I love it. Um, you know what I love about it? A couple things. I like the big screen. Um, and I like the fact that it's got a heart rate monitor on it, and I like the fact that it's water resistant. I wish iPhones would just get on the fucking ball. But lucky for me, I got both. And if you're smart and you want to save money, because 98% of all cell phone users would save money with Ting. That's a crazy fucking statistic, but 21 bucks is the average monthly bill per device for Ting customers. Go to rogan.ting.com and save yourself some money. 25 bucks. And last but not least, we're brought to you by onnit.com. That is O-N-N-I-T. You know, someone, people have complained before about my goddamn advertisements, and I agree. Advertisements are all annoying. Uh, But I promise you, I will sell you only cool shit, and I promise you that I will, I'm I'm not going to, one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to sell stuff that I don't believe in, and I try very hard to uh, keep it as brief as possible. I've been more aware of it than ever before. On it is the last uh, advertisement, and it's the dearest and nearest to my heart because it's a a company that I'm a part of, and it's a company that I absolutely 1,000, can't say 1,000% because that's fucking stupid. You can only say 100%. I 100% believe in what we're trying to do on it is a total human optimization website. And what we try to do is collect all of the greatest ingredients for human performance online, whether it's supplements, whether it's strength and conditioning equipment, and even knowledge, the on Academy, which is absolutely free for anybody to, to join and, and join the website, go to on O-N-N-I-T, O-N-N-I-T, click the Academy link and uh, you can find out, all kinds of cool shit on diet and exercise, uh, advice, motivation, f- fitness motivation. Um, 
but what what on it is on our our main goal is to we find things out we we do research we find out supplements that can enhance physical performance cognitive performance things that enhance your immune system things that are enhanced that will enhance your mood we have a supplement called new mood that is a 5 htp and l tryptophan supplement that literally enhances mood it it helps your brain builds serotonin, um, alpha brain, which we have just finished the second very positive double blind placebo controlled clinical trial. The results of which have been released on our YouTube channel. The on it labs YouTube channel, um, has a video which is in detail with, um, the doctors that are behind the double blind placebo controlled study at the Boston Institute for memory. I believe it is. And they um, have very positive results and explains all those results. It'll eventually be published and eventually be published on our page. But if you're curious now, there's the one pilot study that we did, uh, which was only um, out of 20 people and a few dropped out. So I think it was 16 people in the final study, which is very positive as well, but it's a small sample group. This is much larger. This is over 60 people. And uh, similar results, though, which is very encouraging. And this is with two pills. I take four pills when I take on it. Oh, my God, I talk too much. When I take Alpha Brain. Uh, O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word Rogan and you can save 10% off any and all supplements. All right, that's it. I'm done. No more. I know you listened to this long. You fucking deserve a cookie, but I don't have one for you. But I do have Bill Burr, you fucks. He's one of the best working comics today. Just a, a great guy, a hilarious comedian. Uh, he's very inspirational. I love the fact that he's, he's constantly writing new stuff, constantly working around town. And he's just an all-around cool dude. Uh, and he he personifies Boston comedy, the very best of Boston comedy in my mind. So please, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Bill Burr. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. I'm always trying to type faster than that commercial, and I always fail. So I'm trying to tweet this live in the moment and then stare at it my, with my ever shittier eyes. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Am I oh. supposed to tweet that I'm doing this right now? I just tweeted it. I'll you, do it. You I'll could retweet it. it and that way it'll be. But retweeted? My eyes are fine until I, I stare at my fucking computer too much. No, they, they get screwed up and then you try to look at the TV and you can't yeah. see what's going on. It's guaranteed. It's age, but it's also, I don't think... Screens are good for you. No, because you, have you ever like taken a picture with your cell phone of a screen, and then you see those lines that you can't mm -hmm. see, like whatever the fuck those are? <laughs> well, that's it's actually just your phone's the aperture on the camera is not able to catch up with the flickering images. Is that what it is? That's yeah, not that's fucking with I your look, eyes. So then, if I'm looking through this screen so. at that, that doesn't fuck with my eyes. I think it's the actual strain of staring at something that's lit up so close to your face that's really fucking with you more than anything. Isn't that correct? Is that it's, the correct aperture? Is that the correct terminology? You're squinting. You're, you're reading. You're, you're squinting your eyes. You don't even realize it. Yeah, like, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the flashing thing. The flashing thing. Like it's just your camera can't catch shutter speed. Is that what it is? Um, like if you watch, uh, cars, if you see videos of cars that have LCD lenses, there's something that happens when you film them. It looks like they're flashing. It's a different refresh rate usually. Yeah. It's weird. I, I don't like any of that shit, which is why my new special, I actually did it in black and white. Cause I don't like HD TV. I think it's, I don't like seeing somebody's pores <laughs> as they're talking to me. Like HD at this point was great. And then it got to a point where it was too, it was it's too real. It's clearer than real life. Like I went to a game at uh, Dallas Cowboys 
football stadium, and they got this giant fucking TV, classic Texas, right? We got the biggest fucking TV, you know? Right. That means we're the best. And it was so clear. It looked realer than what was going on in the field. And you, I had to like pull my the visor down on my 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 head because I kept wanting to look at that. Tony Romo was like right in front of me. The, the promoter hooked me up with these great seats. He's fucking right there, and I'm <laughs> looking up further away than he is from me, looking up at this giant fucking TV. It's also an instinct to look at screens. I see that a lot at the UFC. People are there. Babies do it. Yeah, everybody does it's, it. It's an instinct to stare because it's so captivating, you know. That, and we're used to staring at screens. So like, if you're at a sporting event and there's a screen there you just autom- automatically start gravitating towards that screen for some i look reason. at the screens here i usually always just look right here instead of looking right there well you yeah. should you're actually running shit. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to do that and make sure that <laughs> nothing's exploding. well i don't know uh, demons behind us that we don't know about yeah i'm not a fan of uh technology electronics i like some but it just i feel like all the benefits of it are are taken away and then some with the crashing with the refreshing, with the what the fuck just happened, with the, oh, now this is outdated and I have yeah. to buy a new one and then I throw this one into the fucking ocean. I go back and forth. I love it in a lot of ways because I'm I'm just fascinated by innovation. I'm fascinated by these new things that these new people keep inventing. But there's also part of me that realizes that at a certain point in time, it's not benefiting us anymore. It's not like making our lives easier. It's just making things more connected to electronics it's making you more into like whatever world the electronics create yeah somewhere in the 90s we pretty much could have plateaued (laughs) and we were fine and even people say well what about medical stuff and like helping people out and everything helping them live long and cure disease and everything that basically kills the rest of us to keep that other person alive and then they're still alive taking a shit that ends up in a river it just keeps polluting more and more we're just like we're just we're all over the fucking place and it really needs to shrink down like the technology, I don't think would be a problem if there weren't so everybody has a fucking laptop or so many people have laptops and shirts and all this shit that we just keep buying and then throwing out. Like, you know, that pole put litter in its place. You ever think about that? It's like when they pick it up, where do you think it goes? Do you think it leaves Earth? It just goes somewhere else where you don't have to look at it. And it's just fucking sitting there. What's going to happen is they're going to figure out a way to take everything that we make and turn it into a, either a product or turn it into fuel. Like, whenever we make something and we have to throw it out, it'll just become fuel for something else. Do you know how many people would have to agree just to even get that ball even slightly moving? There would just somehow Jesus would be brought up and somehow uh, uh, just something, them versus us, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservatives, and nothing would get done and they would just sit there screaming at each other. Maybe. Or maybe they could figure out a way to actually f- use whatever the fuck pollution is, like whatever carbon goes into the atmosphere, pull that out and convert that into energy. It I guarantee like- you there's probably some fucking nerds that already know how to do something along those lines. Maybe not to that level, but at least take the shit from down the dump. You know they know how to do it. There's just no money in it. And it's just like they you probably know, get checks to not yeah, do it. Th- right? Yeah, things the are oil done. Companies show up with hookers and fucking just a fucking big freight train full yeah. of money. Come on, boys, it's a party. Yeah, what don't do, do that. Then we got to get all new machines. That's hey. going to cost us a bunch of money. Just do it the way we do it until we die, and then you guys can do it how you want to do it. By then, someone else is bought into the deal. So I am completely pessimistic when it comes to that shit. People think that that's all bullshit, that like those kind of conspiracies don't exist. Come on. You guys are just nuts. This is stupid. Nobody would do that. If they could get rid of the pollution, they would. But if getting rid of the pollution costs somebody money, 
I guarantee you there'd be somebody that tried to cock block it. Yeah. There would be, if there was a guy, like the, the classic William Randolph Hearst story, I don't know if you know this, but the reason why marijuana became illegal wasn't because there was a problem with people smoking marijuana. It was because William Randolph Hearst owned paper mills, and he also owned newspapers. And so he was going to have to convert his paper mills over to hemp paper because it's way easier to grow. You refill an entire forest in like a year. Like you chop them down. Kind of they power. Them. Oh yeah. I mean, he owned a lot of newspapers. I, mean, I know. He was, but... The reason why Rosebud was, you know, that whole, that yeah, whole he's got uh, the giant Citizen Kane movie. Up the coast. Yeah. He's fucking, he was fucking crazy, but he had so much money and so much power that he could just print fake stories. So he wrote these stories about blacks and Mexicans. I'm sure he didn't write them, but he commissioned them. Blacks and Mexicans smoking this new drug called marijuana and having sex with all these white women. Like, that wasn't even what they called marijuana. If he actually did that, I wonder how many people died because of that story. Oh, God, a lot. I'm sure. A lot. People in jail. I mean, just think about that. That was in the 1930s, and it's still stuck. It was all about hemp. It wasn't even about marijuana. They weren't even worried about the drug. The drug was commonly used amongst jazz singers and all these other people would smoke pot. It was a normal thing. The real issue was the hemp, like the commodity, the non-psychoactive hemp. They were worried about it taking over and having to spend millions of dollars to convert all of his paper plants to hemp paper. Yeah, you just want to smoke weed. <laughs> That's the conspiracy <laughs> against the conspiracy. No, I'm fucking with you. People, but you're right. People, people who don't do. people who don't believe in conspiracy is funny to me. It's like, dude, you conspire. You go to a bar. You see two hot chicks. You come up with a game plan. Yeah. That's a conspiracy. You're conspiring to get over there and try and fuck them. To to, to sit there and like like all advertising. You, you're, it's a conspiracy. What the fuck I'm doing here now? Selling my Special, you don't we conspired. You, yeah, you think I just showed up here? Yeah, we conspired. We I was like, no, Joe Rogan's other. got a zillion fucking followers. He's a fan of my shit. I know it's going to come off good. This will get me more, like, I, yeah, I want, I want this to keep going. I'm just not cons- randomly doing this shit. You're conspiring. Yeah, but just because I'm not whacking a president in the middle of it doesn't mean it's not a conspiracy. Well, the shit like the Enron disaster that went down, that was a conspiracy. There's a bunch of conspiracies that you could see in clear form that actually did happen. Well, the best thing they did is they, they made conspiracy synonymous with moronic thought, and everybody yeah. says, oh, you're putting your tin ad on. It's like this whole country came about through a conspiracy. The revolution was not a spontaneous act. People sat there and was like, okay, we're going to rebel against these fuckers. Well, they're going to hang us as traitors. If we don't pull this off, they came up with a, a game plan, if you want to call it that. But if if they lost, they would they would have been talking about this treasonous conspiracy by yeah. all these guys that are now on our money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. But now. But then and if you say you're into any sort of conspiracy, that automatically means you think 9-11 was an inside job and that the moon was made out of cheese. Well, 9-11 is the best one because this is the one that I always use this is my favorite one. When people don't believe in conspiracies, I say, do you believe that 9-11 happened? And they say, yes. Well, then you believe in conspiracies. Because people conspired to fucking hijack planes and fly them into buildings. That right, doesn't right, right. just. But, but my whole thing with that, you know, that Americans were involved, and then that. I mean, give me a fucking break, okay? So that, not right, an... right out, of, right out of the gate, you got to be like, okay. So who wants to fly it in and die? <laughs> <laughs> Think I'd like to do that? I mean, you got to have an absolute fucking nut job to Americans. do something like that. So do you got to have them? I mean, I don't think we've ever even... We've never had kamikazes. You've never been able to get Americans to no. be like, listen, 
I'll go over there and try and fuck some people up. But if you think I'm going to fly some shit into something. Or walk into a cafe strapped up with a bomb. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, we're not no doing Americans that. No, no, no. We've yeah. had guys jump on grenades to save other people. But yes. to, to run into a pizza hut. Yeah, know, that's not our style. Yeah, that's not, that's not our style. We're not into suicide bombing. Yeah, we're into doing it from 60,000 feet and <laughs> with, calling it freedom. With an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing about the uh, original suicide bombers, the, uh, the kamikazes, is they were all methed out. I didn't realize that until a few years ago. I didn't even know that meth was like an important part of their diet back then. I never but, saw that in the Ken Burns documentary. Where, <laughs> where are you getting that, that information? It's apparently just a historical fact. And even there was a recent report on Hitler. Hitler himself was on a, a litany of medication, and one of them was meth. They were giving him meth. They would give meth to people back then. Yeah, but then. I don't fault him for that, dude. The amount of energy that that guy put out during his speeches. He needed a little He meth. needed something to level off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dude, forget about the forget about the screaming and yelling. Just sitting that still, <laughs> waiting for the right moment, building them into that that frenzy. Did you ever watch that Michael Jackson documentary right before he died? Yeah, where he would just freeze mm-hmm. after he did a dance move. Yeah, let it simmer, let it simmer. That's Hitler shit. <laughs> just sitting in that fucking chair, just getting him crazy, just wanting to <laughs> hear or see the next thing. What's he gonna do? It's timing. It's fucking timing. Some I've never had the balls to do that on stage. <laughs> the Michael Jackson Hitler simmer no, moment. You'd have to. Dude, have we got to do reason. that tonight at the comedy store. <laughs> All right, we got, okay. We got to have a. You got to have. Oh, dude, if we had some of the technology, I could be in your ear. Tell you had to keep. A, you know, you had to keep a straight face after a punchline as you're looking down uh, to some fucked up pose, and I'm just going, "Let it simmer. Let it simmer, Bill. <laughs> let, it, let, it, let it simmer, and release." So my dad was crazy. But comedy clubs are filled with drunks, <laughs> and it's nothing. You know, the thing about a guy like Michael Jackson, he's up there doing some shit you can't do. He's spinning and moonwalking, and it's an acrobatic event. But right. you see a guy like you or a guy like me on stage he's talking. Yeah, you know, no. you're like, I can fucking talk. You know, we, we all look like get a gym couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Just coming out like we're going to do roll call. Yeah, you have a couple of drinks. Feel like, I can fucking talk. I know how to talk. I can't moonwalk, but I can fucking talk. Yeah, exactly. So you can't hold those those pauses to them. It's like the green light. Fucking queer. It's yeah, like they, that's they right. Can't help that's right. It. They can't help it. Those big juicy pauses. There's just this opening. They could they could say something funny too. Like when it happens in a movie theater, most of the time it's retarded. But every now and then, someone will yell something out in a the movie theater, and it's fucking hilarious. Right. And then that guy, you know, he becomes a hero for for that crowd. He just killed. There's always that one guy theater. too in, in sporting events. So like now, we like to take a moment of silence for all the victims. Yeah, the, 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 the fucking uh, outhouse fire and everybody shuts up and it's like just we just want you to remain quiet for 30 seconds there's always that guy 20 seconds and you just hear this guy go yeah <laughs> like let's wrap it up I want to see what I came here to pay for why well, do those fucking moments of silence like you know you could do like a 10 count at a boxing match if uh, you know Lou DiBella dies or something like that, or one of those guys. What was his name? Lou. was the, the, the famous guy that had, like, uh, the Finn worst skin? No, no, no. There's this uh, famous... <laughs> he did funny song videos. Lou, um... <laughs> God damn it. Wallach. I don't remember his name. Al Cinder. He was... <laughs> Asner. He was famous all throughout the Grant. 1980s. He used, to, <laughs> he used to train Meldrick Taylor. I don't remember. Anyway, not, my, the point is, he looked like the most unhealthy guy ever. Lou Duva. 
That's Bam! it. Luke Duva. You nailed it. Pull up a picture of Lou Duva just so everybody knows what the fuck we're talking about. But he was, you know, like when he died, I'm sure they had a, a, a 10 count for a guy like that. A 10 count, okay. Right. But those had, fucking you know, 30 seconds of silence? Come on, man. He I had to pay for that seconds. wonderful head of hair, man. You have to see what this dude looks like. I don't remember what he Page not like. found. That's what it looks he looked like. like. He looked like an older Freddie Blassie. Classy Freddie Blassie? Nobody? There he is. Lou Duva. Uh, come, on, come on. Seriously. That might be the most unhealthy looking man that's ever lived. Yeah, but that's right towards the end, man. Even Back when he was like 12, I nah, bet he looked like that. He had that Elvis hair. <laughs> he did have some good hair. Yeah, he did. Fonzie <laughs> hair. For his whole fucking life, I'm so jealous. <laughs> anyway, point being... Those uh, moments that you do in, like, that kind of a performance. Mm -hmm. And plus, if Michael Jackson's doing it, there's fucking 30,000 people there. And, you know, he's 30, so, at least. Like 60, 80. Right? That guy, huge numbers. Yeah, what was, like, the biggest place he's ever done? It's probably, like, hundreds of thousands. Do you know, right? you know probably... the, the, the original family that owned the New England Patriots, they went bankrupt on the Michael Jackson victory tour when he went out with uh, with all of his brothers. Oh. Uh, the son put the thing together. And I don't know if this is true, so i got to preface this, but a promoter in Boston told me this. Because forever, like Michael Jackson was going to go to Foxborough Stadium where the Patriots were playing. And they promoted the show and all the tickets, and he had that you know, whatever, pay or play, whatever they call it. No matter what, you got to pay the guy. And right. the town of Foxborough said no. We don't want this show. We don't want all these black people coming out here. All right. That's, that's, that's what, what it was. Said? That's that's what it was. I mean, they are, they, white people got too crazy on Monday night, and they stopped having Monday night football for like 20 years. Like, Foxborough's like, we're not having this. Really? This is a quiet little town. Have your football game during the day on Sunday, and then get the fuck out of here. So they canceled the show, and I thought the, the amount of money lost on that show, they were close enough that that brought them under. But what, but what this promoter was claiming— was this guy actually promoted the whole tour. And when he was doing the finances, he didn't take into consideration how big Michael Jackson's stage was and how many seats that that was going to eat up. He had this giant-ass fucking stage that was eating up like tens of thousands of dollars a night times all of these fucking dates. And when he tried to get him, go, hey, Mike, can you just have a smaller stage, blah, blah. I guess he was competing with Prince and was saying like, no, because if I have a smaller stage, Prince will have a bigger stage, and I, I got to make sure my shit is bigger than his. Of course, he said that in a falsetto. I don't know if this is true, <laughs> right. but like this is the story this guy told me. I, I, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, I always thought they went broke on just because on, of that one fucking date that he canceled that, and I just figured, you know, there's sixty thousand people there. That's what reminded me talking about sixty thousand people all paid that money, and he still had to give them a cut of that, and they just didn't have it. That actually does make sense. The the, the size of the stage thing that totally makes sense. Yeah, because there's a comedy club that did that in New York where they, for some reason, they moved the stage out away from the wall. And they had this little small club, and they moved it away from the wall so the waitresses could walk behind the stage, behind this wall. And, like, they took out, like, five or six tables, and all the other comedy clubs were laughing. And they figured out how much money they fucked themselves out of <laughs> over the course of a year. You know, doing shows, yeah. two, three shows a night times six, seven days. Like, they were fucking themselves out of, like, three-quarters of a million dollars a year. So they hadn't... And they... They ended up having to move the wall. It was fucking hilarious. Everybody from day one is just like, this is stupid. It was already one of those rooms that was kind of shaped. It's not the cellar, but it was shaped like the cellar where it's like you're standing sideways in a rectangle. Right. So you kind of got to angle yourself. And they took that shit and moved you further into the crowd. So it was almost like... Like you're in the round almost. Yeah, but only on. But the people are yeah. on two sides. There's a place like that in San Francisco. There's a theater that I did that's like that. It's weird. You, the stage goes out into the crowd. And like so people are behind you and to the left and behind you and to the right. 
It's very strange. You did that thing with me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was weird, right? Right. I don't think you ever want to be sitting behind a performance. No. Well, I'm doing a theater in the round in, in Phoenix. Just Celebrity theater. Yeah, just because it would be weird. No, I, the, I, but I've those done are it a fun. few times before. What, what you do? Oh, you've done those before? Yeah. I, I just start the joke on this side and then turn and end on that side. And I just really try to be conscious of sections. Yeah. Like Dane said the most brilliant thing about the, uh, the, the theater in the round. He goes, it's four theaters. Just look at it that way. It's four theaters just all stuck together. And you just sort of perform mm. in one theater, then this one, and then that one over there. And then I just think you do it like the, the, the three-card Monty. You just sort of switch it up like you don't right, right, right. gradually go around. But I know, I know people that have seen comics. I'll do a theater in the round. They'll be like, so-and-so is here. And he didn't move in like one of those comics that just stands uh. there with the mic and the <laughs> mic stand. So they were in the back and they're just sitting there. And one of them had like a slow turning stage. Right. So eventually you just said, dude, 20 more jokes. He's going to be looking at us. So he made the stage turn while no, he was no, up they, there? No, no. They have a stage that turns. And I think that's for musical acts. We have a drum, oh, right, drum right, kit right. and amps planted so they're not moving. But it's also for, I think, like performers who just want to stand there and not <laughs> move around like it's fun around like they're on a fucking carousel you, you did that one <clears throat> very slowly very slowly it spins Done it around a few times. yeah the, the one that turns though yeah but yeah. it turns very slowly yeah very slow. yeah, it's the same place oh, cool. yeah the celebrity theater that's the one we're talking about yeah i forgot that it turns yeah and they ask you the <clears throat> option do you want the stage turned on do i'm definitely gonna be turning? say yes yeah. i'm definitely gonna say yes oh i always say no it's like i don't need i don't need that i want it just for because it's weird yeah well, if they could speed it. it up, you could literally just be running in place doing a whole fucking joke, <laughs> running against it. My goal is to do so many shots while I'm on stage that I can't figure out where the stool is at any given time. It could be anywhere. It's moving around. No way. No. I was going to say, no way. I've, I've been drunk twice on stage. Twice? Twice. In 20-something years. Yeah, it's not the best move. Every now and then, though, it's the right thing to do. Once I was in so. Ireland, so that's not my fault. <laughs> and the other time, I was coming back from a Yankees-Red Sox game and didn't know I was going to have a show. And somebody called up, hey, I had a falling out. Can you come down and do the show? <laughs> and I thought I was sober. One of those, like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And I just went up there, and I was like, yeah, And I was just like, oh, shit. And I had to slow way down and had a very, very subpar fucking show. was bad. So you had a slow way down just to get your mouth to work right. Yes, which killed the timing of everything. <clears throat> so I, I bombed very slowly. I see that with um, that the term punch drunk. That's like a, a term yeah. that people don't like. But that's, uh, that's exactly what it's like. That same thing where you know you're a little fucked up, so you have to struggle to get your words out. Mm -hmm. Like you could see that in fighters. It's the exact same thing. That's why they call it punch drunk. It's not just they sound like they're drunk, but the same thing. Like you have to struggle to control your situation. And then when those guys get drunk, that's when you see guys that are really punch drunk. Wow. When guys that have been punch drunk get drunk. Because then you see they have <laughs> a hard drunk time. Squared. Yeah. Because they have a really hard time controlling the words then. Then it's just a it's a mangled mess. It's I've been watching them. the uh that that UFC, the uh, what do you call it, when they stick them in the house and all that shit? Ultimate Fighter. The Ultimate Fighter and it's all women. And I and like I remember last time I did your podcast, I was against it. Like women in the octagon. It's like they they like, why would you do that? They're beautiful. Why would you punch each other in the face? I don't want to see a jab to your breasts and shit. It's just, I didn't want to see it. And now, I don't even notice it anymore. And it's it's unbelievably fucking entertaining. <laughs> you don't notice that they're girls anymore. No, no, they're great fights. And 
it's guys are already good at talking shit and fucking not liking each other, but just women just take it to that extra fucking level. That shit talking, and then the fact that they can beat the fuck out of you. And then it's funny as a guy to be just watching it going like, there is not one woman in this house that I could even get on the floor. Like, these women would all just mop the floor with me. There's a fucking hilarious YouTube video. Somebody tweeted it to me, and I don't, I don't know. I just lost it in the ether. It was this girl. It just starts right in. It was almost one of those six-second videos, whatever the fucking kids call them. And you knew this kid had a little bit of training, and this girl had more training. And she came at him, and it was like she climbed up his body, like stepped on his fucking thigh, and then was behind him. And the video ends with him just grabbing like this as it's rear naked going. You know, he was out before he went. And the whole party just goes, oh, and it ends. And I fucking died laughing, but going like, I wouldn't even have lasted as long is that kid did because it seemed like he knew a, li- a little bit of uh, defense, a little bit of defense. Like I have a great Ronda Rousey bit of like what it would be like to date her if she was actually physically abusive, but I just can't do the pratfall. I want to act like you know her big move is she does that fucking throw and you go right. over her hip, right, and just you fucking landing on the ground. You're, you're like in a, a relationship with her. Oh, armbar, real mature, real mature. <laughs> you like. I know I tapped out. That doesn't mean because you're right. I didn't want my arm broken. And then she comes at you. You got to knock down the stool to try to have something in between you and her. I think a chick like that probably has to date a fighter, if I had to guess. She probably has to date some guy who also knows how to do what she does. I just couldn't imagine. <laughs> Dude, if I dated her, I'd be out in the kitchen with like an apron, just like making her food and shit. Just, just wait for her to give me, look at me sideways. She'd fuck me up. Almost every female fighter does. They all date fighters. They just does just, just seems like, you know, a girl being in a position like that where she could just beat the fuck out of her boyfriend. I don't think chicks like that. <laughs> That's I never looked at it that way because I always thought it was hilarious. Like I, I, I could date somebody like that. I would think it was funny that they could kick the shit. And when my guy friends gave me shit, I'd be like, yeah, man, she kicked the shit out of me and you. I think it's funny. But like I never looked at it like because even though they're like like these lethal weapons now, there is still – there could possibly still, I should say, I don't want to speak for him, that this female-male relationship where that they still want the guy to be able to protect him. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, dude, that's funny because then they're just sort of rendering you useless because they're already making a zillion dollars. So there yeah. goes your, I'm providing. I can protect you, dude. I can kick your ass. <laughs> and then I can also have a kid. So you're basically now like a 45-year-old teenager. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just gives you a little height chair. You know what I like, like about like, watching female like a fights? They're like a self-sustained unit. I think it's fucking awesome. <laughs> what I like about watching female fights is that they're more reliant on technique because they don't have overwhelming physical strength. Like, there's certain guys that have overwhelming physical strength and, and, and abilities. Just, oh, and they can plow through yeah, they can uh, just defects guys in their game. Yeah, they, they can muscle things. They, can, they just hit really hard. So sometimes they have, like, shitty technique. They throw windmill punches. But with a lot of women, what you're getting is you're oh, is getting the purest technique you can get. Was it this your, this your isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> Depends like, on where like, your I head like is. to be a gentleman with my opponent. Give him plenty of time to see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> and let him know the kabaches are always coming from the same direction. If you see the left, the next one's the right. If you see the right, the next yeah. one's the left. Rock him, sock him. Yeah, don't get tricky with it's a, fucking It's a linear lefts. story. It's a linear story. This isn't Tarantino. <laughs> We're dancing here, yeah. okay? <laughs> left, right, left, right. <laughs> <clears throat> but with chicks, they're they're forced to use more tech. I mean, obviously, there's there's a curve as far as like physical strength. There's like someone like Serena Williams, who's obviously a very physically strong girl, and there's other girls that are like not as physically strong. 
You know? Dude, she'd throw me over a couch, and you know when you hit the window like sideways and then slide down? <laughs> <laughs> She's so land on some gym shoes. Impressive, like her legs and the the strength that she has. I was at I was at a party one time, uh, some agency I used to be at, and, and they also represented her. And you forget your agency also represents you know athletes because they want to like fucking you know make money off of selling Doritos or whatever, right? And she was at the party. With a basketball player, so he was like, you know, so they were a proportioned couple. Like, right. I, I felt like a dwarf, dude. Like, she was like, uh, just like, it was totally gorgeous, totally in proportion, just like, like, dude, super the, athlete. Dude, Marvel comic yeah. body. Exactly. Just like, going like, dude, you, you should be wearing a fucking cape. <laughs> it's just, no, and it's just, you know, you just see people like that and you just go like, oh, yeah, that's why. Like, you always sit there in the yeah. back of your head. As you're watching some quarterback that sucks, going, hey, what if I did some more sit-ups? What if I could throw against my body like fucking Brett Favre but not throw an interception? And then you actually run into the real athletes. Dude, I saw Joe Theismann, who always looked like a little fella. You know, when he was out there, he had the one little bar here. He got his leg broken. He just he always looked just so small when he was out there. I saw the guy in, like, in a mall. He's like 6'1 and like still jacked. I'm like almost 5'10". I'm just going like, this guy would fucking drop me. How did he, uh, did he get his leg fixed? Did they put bars in it and pins and shit? Like, how did yeah, he I get imagine. his legs fixed? I imagine. I haven't been in contact with uh, did th- anybody at the hospital, Joe. But, <laughs> <laughs> but did, he, did that end his career? That was my, my question. Yes, it did. That was the that last was play. He watched, he said, I remember one time he said he watched the replay one time. Uh, and that was, that was it for him. And, uh, and I actually, when... Uh, Silva broke his leg. Like that, that reminded me of that that compound fracture. Of just mm. like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't even imagine the pain, and then going into the shock, and then the fact now is he's coming back, right? Silva is, yeah, January. So he's to, gonna fight Nick to Diaz. fucking sit there after you went through that, and to just the first time you start throwing kicks with that leg again, just like the level of whatever that is. I don't have that anywhere in my life. <laughs> like well, if if I ever fucking broke my leg like that doing stand up, that's it. I would I would be I'd open a comedy club. No, you should go up on stage. Oh, no, no, I don't I don't want to do that anymore. He's at the end of his career. He's got a few years left fighting and uh he has an opportunity to still make a lot of money and I think he's probably just going to just make as much money as he can over the next few years and then get out. Now what what is the that that rumor that I hear that if you break a bone this is such bar. It heals knowledge. stronger. It heals stronger, dude. Sort of. I mean, it's less likely to break in the area where it broke. It's less likely to break there. It gets knotted up and thick, but not necessarily sure it gets stronger. I was going to say, thank you, Dr. Rogan. Say, like, why am I asking you these fucking questions? This I do stupid. know a lot this, about this, broken this, but bones. But this, this, is, this is how I learn all of my shit. Asking people. <laughs> who, who don't have the job. Asking non How does UPS experts. get all those packages to everybody overnight? If you ever have Joe. questions like that and you want answers, ask Brian Cowan. And even if he doesn't know the answer, he'll fucking keep going. He will come up with something that's a logical Just out sort of pure <laughs> insecurity of just not knowing the answer. He just has to fucking answer. Yeah, he'll fucking argue about some shit he's not educated in at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love Brian. But he also has a shitload of fucking information in his head. Brian is like one of the best I've ever met at being able to pull quotes out of the air about books that he's read. Like constantly he's reading books. But yeah, you hang with him for one, three minutes. You realize he's out of his fucking mind. Oh, he's crazy. You just got to take everything. I love him. I love him. But he's out of of his fucking mind. He's definitely crazy. His fucking mind is going like a thousand mm-hmm. RPMs constantly. Always. Dude, whenever I talk to him, you just got to do the Ali, you lay against the ropes. 
and just let all the information come at you, and then you, you get them with one, and then you come back. Oh, and by the way. What are you doing? What are you doing? You got a pair of shoulders on you, huh? What are you doing? That hoodie's <laughs> hanging off your nose. I bet you got a piece on you. Yeah. Got a piece on you. <laughs> I went hunting with him. It was five, I mean, I've done it three times now, but it's five days of gay jokes. Of him scaring fish by not shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> he really should be here. People are going to think I don't like him. I love him. Oh, I love him. I love too. him. I just like trashing he, him. He knows what he does. He's, that's part of his charm is that he likes to make fun of himself. Did he go up and talk to the bear and ask him what he's doing to get those back muscles? He would. <laughs> Look at that bear. Bear's cock's almost as big as mine. I want to. I gotta measure. I gotta find out. But we were for five days. Do you think was, if I walked around on all fours and occasionally stood up, I'd be I, like a bear. I, I'd be like a bear <laughs> without all that hair. <laughs> five days every time. It's just constantly the Brian Callen show because you could just wind him up. He's just that guy. He's always on. He's never not funny. Like he's never. I never call Brian. And he's depressed. You know, if he is depressed, he'll be depressed for a couple of minutes and then he'll just start talking about something. And he'll talk, start talking oh, yeah. about his lean muscle mass or, you know, oh, yeah. how he's built for dance. And <laughs> just, he'll just go into something and then next thing you know, you're laughing. He just doesn't want that uncomfortable silence. No, he's like, what's his face at the end of the Hulk? <laughs> Phil Bixby? Yeah, instead of walking away from the, the town, those are his troubles. Do you know that the Hulk? They changed. I just want to. I just want to keep trashing him until people show him this clip, <laughs> so I get on his show again. The, they changed the Hulk's name. Is this from Land of the Lost? By the way, the piece of salt. No, that's from uh, the the hippie warehouse. Oh, it's um these these ideas these salt crystal lamps. They're supposed to, and somehow or another, like generate positive ions and saltify the air, float through the air, and make you feel better. They changed Robert Banner. Was uh, Bill Bixby's character's name on the Hulk, but mm -hmm. the real the real name is Bruce Banner. Right. But they changed it from Bruce to Robert for TV because they thought Bruce was a gay name. Bruce. Bruce. How did it? Bruce? Are you angry again? Don't get mad. Right. God, you were so green last night. It was so embarrassing, and you ruined your pants again. How did Bruce <laughs> become a gay name? It's like Bruce for the long the longest time was like you know Bruce. I was going to say Bruce Jenner, but I guess that's a bad example now. It was a good example a few years back. Dude, that guy. What's going on? He was such a good-looking guy. Yeah, not There anymore. was never anything wrong with his nose. He's becoming a good-looking older lady, though. That's what's going on. Hey, God bless him if it makes him happy. Exactly. God do? bless him if it you makes know? him happy. I just, I just don't. Just watching people fucking. Age badly. No, attacking their face. Yeah, it's a weird thing that people do. They get they want to change it, and then they think when they change it that it looks better. It just looks different for the most Dude, part. Dude, how much of a hug do you need if you're staring at your throat in the mirror, <sighs> like sideways holding a mirror, going, "I don't like my Adam's apple." Like I don't think I've, I don't even know what my Adam's apple look. I couldn't pick out my Adam's apple in a fucking lineup. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever looked at it. I think his deal, and I'm just guessing, is that he's probably transitioning to being a woman. If I had a guess. I think I think that's a, probably a pretty safe estimate at this point. He's grown his hair long, his nails are long. He had his now. Do you think he'll come up with an original on. name, or do you think he'll just? Like do... He's got fingernail polish on now, man. Do you think he'll he'll uh, okay? He'll he'll go with a um, a new he, name like Brucina. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you think he'll go hacky <laughs> and just make his name effeminate, <laughs> <laughs> like Bill Bill Arena? No, like, I bet he has a fucking full character that he that he becomes when he becomes let me put, a woman. Let me see. Let me put, bring him back up. 
Bring it back up. Those here. nails. I mean, first of all, if this is fake, he looks if like they're a trolling Jennifer. us. He looks like a Jennifer. You think so? I would say Claudia. Nah. <laughs> he's not a Claudia. I was going to say he looks like a Claudia. Look at him. He's he looks got like a, a cigarette. Susan or a Jennifer. So he's smoking cigarettes too? Of course. And look at him right here. Yeah, we all know right gay here. people. They're always smoking cigarettes. That's what the yeah, fuck what does, does that, that have to do with it? <laughs> I think that looks like that's a pretty good picture of what he probably looks like. You yeah. know, like he has like his lipstick on when no one's looking and he's tucking. His I don't dick. think that's bad. He looks like, you know, he looks like an older lead singer of a band. Yeah. And they're doing the casino circuit. Well, at this the point. two earrings, too. It's like he really balling. He seems to be becoming a woman. And seems good to for be him. becoming one. Good for him. Yeah. I mean. This is a good time to be a lady. <laughs> this is a good time to be a transgender woman, too. You know, people are more accepting of it than ever before. It's a good time. You Bruce. know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, I mean, like, none how of that ironic. Shit, none of that shit Bruce. It, it should, bo- should bother you. It should not. It really should not. It should not. You know. Having said that, I hate the color of his nail polish. Red is my favorite. <laughs> I feel like if you I don't feel he's that type. Nails, I don't feel he's that type. I don't. That's too racy for him. I don't mind it. He's the, an Olympic medalist. What do you think he should have? Black? Go goth? I think he needs an edge. I think he, edge. he's just a little too soft. Like a he's purple, got his hair perhaps? blown out. I would if I had to do a makeover. <laughs> okay, less scarves, less flowing shit, and I yeah he he needs an edge, man. Poor guy. Look at him. He's wearing those visors, those old lady tennis visors. <laughs> if you're not Hunter S. Thompson, but they don't say Vegas on them. Take that fucking thing off. That was the picture of absolute bliss, though. I think he wants to do it. That's what he wants to do. God bless him. Yeah. Well, listen, he's been with those crazy bitches for so long, he became one. I mean, that's really what it is. I think it's a little more. I think they tricked them. Joe, I think they could put you in that house, and I don't think you're coming out looking like that. They probably would. <laughs> Imagine if I did. Imagine if it was proven that if you're in, around women, like that many women, long enough, they slowly but surely ebb your masculinity away till you want to become a woman. If it's proven that like we, we imitate our atmosphere so much that when we're around the opposite sex for too much, we well, want to be Well, if you like were that. one of those people that you were... Uh... What's that psychological word they say that you're a uh, you're codependent? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to watch out who you hang out with or pretty soon you're doing what they're doing. Yeah. The next thing you know, you know. There are people like you that. You want a pleated skirt? You'd like some Uggs? Probably starts with the Uggs. I think it starts the feet. <laughs> it starts the feet first. Pedicures. And then you, you work your way up your body <laughs> if you're easing into it. Yeah, because a lot people of dudes people, get manicures. People aren't going to notice that. People yeah, are gonna know. I got a manicure one time. On. One time I got a manicure. Really? I fucking hated it. <laughs> Did you get angry? Uh, no, I just I didn't like it. <laughs> it's pain. I didn't. Why like didn't you it. like it? Well, I was on I was on the road with uh, uh, Charlie Murphy and and Donnell, and it's acceptable in the uh, amongst black guys to get your fucking nails done. Right. It's like considered some pimp shit. <laughs> so like you got to do it. So I'm literally sitting there. Next Charlie to Charlie, Murphy's. like this, with my hand in the thing, and I'm laughing. Bill Burr, Bill Burr is the way to um, do it. I, no, he was laughing too because I just kept saying, "This is the most effeminate fucking thing I've ever done." Forget about doing it with you, who's just overloaded with testosterone. So, like, Charlie, you need to do this so you don't windmill kick somebody. I don't. I'm more in the middle. I don't need to do this. And I was on stage that night, and I was just going like this. I was self conscious. I got the I got the clear. I got the clear finish, and they were just like glistening. Yeah, but then what sucks is then it starts to peel, 
So uh, then you just you just fucking scratch it, and then it looks gross. Did you try to prematurely age it? Do you like maybe get some sandpaper? Still, rub oh it no, down? yeah, I was I was doing all. I was yeah, super homophobic like about it. Fingers in the dirt, like Still, yeah. fisting the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get the nail polish off. No, I found somebody with one of those gravel driveways. Isn't it funny that that became a big thing in the African-American community, getting your toes and and nails done? Like, there's pictures of dudes, like, getting their toes done on the cell phone, you know, talking. Aubrey with his alpha nail. Remember that? Yeah, no. It wasn't really his. It was his Uh, his friend's company, but, yeah, he was a part of it. Yeah, no, they they take being clean to a whole other level. And generally speaking, some of them think white people are pretty filthy. That was a trend in MMA fighters for the, the longest time was getting their nails done. Like Chuck Liddell started it out. He but that was funny, man. Colored. Yeah. Pink. And I thought it was, the, to me, that's fucking funny because you can kick the shit out of somebody. Yeah. That's that, you ever hear that Bruce Lee story? What story? That he used to walk around wherever the fuck he was from. He would go into the city and he would act all effeminate. So people would fuck with him and then he'd beat the shit out of him. And his friend would say, <laughs> why did you do that? And he said, because if I just kicked his ass, he could get over it. But if some effeminate guy kicked his ass, that's going to stay with him. Now, I want that to be true. I can, I can give you the, the, the whatever the book is, the Bruce Lee book, is uh, it has a red cover. I can never remember the name of it. And a black and white photo. And he's like this and just fucking shredded. Yeah, he was As opposed probably... to all the other Bruce Lee photos where he's like 20 pounds overweight. <laughs> Sorry. I would think that he would probably be a guy who would come up with a bunch of different real life scenarios just to test his martial arts. And to, to, you know, become an effeminate guy and have guys try to beat your ass, that seems like a good move. That's but pretty the, badass, I think. It's a smart move. Yeah, because most people spend their lives right here avoiding physical confrontations. It's like, you know, you know once, once people really started gaining weight and fucking bloody noses and busted eye sockets, I tapped out. I was just like, right, I'm going to tell some jokes. If you, the only way to really test it is to test it in a real-life situation. There's a lot of people that look really good in the gym, and then when it comes to an actual fight, <clears throat> they just fall apart and panic. They just can't do it. I just think that you need that. You got to have a couple under you. That's like you know, first couple time, of drinks. No, you gotta you gotta have a couple of fights and hopefully oh. survive them. Yeah, if you don't have a fight, and if you ever you ever seen someone get in a fight that's never been in a fight before and go into a full panic? No, I think I've told the story before, but it was at the comedy store. We're sitting in the patio, and there was this guy. This uh, black guy and a white guy, they were fighting in front of the House of Blues. And they're yelling at each other, and it turns physical. And as it turns physical, the white guy is in full-on fucking panic mode. His eyes are closed, and he's literally... (laughs) Was this me? Flailing this way. (laughs) Like, this way. Like, not moving his shoulders, but his arms are like, like he's boxing the guy's ears. That's what he's doing. Right, left, right, left. I mean, his hands are open. He's just absolutely in a full panic. And then a bus pulls in front of him, and I don't get to see what the fuck happened. The bus moves past. The guy's laid out flat. Out cold. The black guy's nowhere to be found. The white guy's fucking dead stiff, knocked out. People are freaking out. So obviously he got hit. I have no idea what happened. Is this the, bad? That's a to bad. To do this that's and just not, have your face right, terrible right down Broadway? It doesn't hurt your opponent. What about double time? It's the good <laughs> thing about it is you're being very ethical. Like you're not you're not harming your opponent. You're involved in a physical altercation, but you're not going to do any damage. That's one of those things you don't want to hurt your hands punching somebody's skull. Or you don't want to fuck up your manicure. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg has his nails <laughs> did. Wow. He gets French tips, I guess. Oh my different God, colors, right. white, black, white, black. He's got the French. Yeah, okay. He's Snoop Dogg. He can do it. 
Remember when Tate used to do his nails? Oh, yeah. Tate used to have colored nails. That whole alpha nail polish thing, there's, there's a lot of dummies that were doing that for a while. <laughs> they, they all got off of it. Roger Huerta had, he had that shit But I feel like while. that's the type of shit that like, when you almost start dressing like a chick, like you actually get more pussy, like more women come in. Like that rock star thing, that androgynous <laughs> fucking look. You start borrowing their clothes, and next thing you know, they're blowing you. That's how I heard it went down. Well, what's really funny is that and hit parade. That's Priest, how I read it. Like Judas Priest started a lot of the metal stuff. Rob Halford, you know, all oh, the S and M dressing. Yeah, S and M dressing, and people didn't realize he was gay as fuck. Right here, I had no idea. Rob Halford was gay as fuck, and he got all these guys to essentially dress like gay S and M guys. Yeah, like that was what became brilliant. the look. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how much of a bad motherfucker he is. He made people no, kind of like the go great against their man. instincts. One of the great front men. Oh. And then another thing, too, he he basically was completely 100%, other than Freddie Mercury, who was literally in a band called Queen. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just so dumb, like, no, he's fine. Like, Bro, what? he's straight. He sings good. That's all. Don't be homophobic. <laughs> like it matters. Yeah. Time like matters. after time. Dude, Freddie Mercury, yeah. I mean, that, that fucking guy. That, that oh. Live Aid set is one of the... I, I would put that up against anybody's performance yeah. ever. Well, he was a bad motherfucker. Dude, he turned Wembley Stadium into a fucking coffee house. He had them, everybody, like the, the yep. fucking back row. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, that guy was unbelievable. Yeah, he was sensational. He was a really unique talent. Like, like there was no one like him before because he was such a combination of like masculinity and femininity and expression. I never noticed any of that. I was just like, this fucking guy. You can't stop watching him, and his 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 his, uh, his singing was mm -hmm. incredible. And he was yeah. better live, as good as the albums were. He's one of the few guys that was actually fucking better live. Wow. Um, I haven't seen anybody come close to that guy. Wow. Since wow. That's a strong anybody? statement, Bill Burr. Anybody? You got anybody that could f fucking hold 100,000 people in the palm of his hand after you had to follow all those other beasts, you know? It's true. You had to go on after Robert Plant and Jimmy Page. That one didn't go well. That, no. was one, that was one of the ones that didn't go well, which is why 2007 went so well, because they were like, we can't do that again. They put it together last fucking second, and then you had like- they had, they had, they had, Zeppelin. They had two drummers at the same- Can you please whisper that in my ear? During it's my act tonight. To go after Zeppelin. So hard <laughs> to go on after Zeppelin. You were, you were the first guy to call me up. You called me up and left a message about Zeppelin. You called me up. You're like, you're not going to fucking believe this. Oh, but you got to go. Devastating. To go me. on YouTube. You're not going to fucking believe this. They stole everything. They fucking stole I didn't say everything. that. I was saying that they fucking, there's this thing yeah. there called The Song Remains the Same. Mm -hmm. And they were showing how many. Dude, they're right now going, yep. going to trial. Yep. On Stairway to Heaven. And you called me about this. It was many years ago. devastating to me. I yeah. still love John Bonham. I actually still love their music because I still have all, because it is still great. And I it's still, great. And I have all those childhood memories of where I was when, I, when it was going on. But like, I, you know, it's like the Cosby thing. You just mm -hmm. hope it isn't true. Well, the Zeppelin thing to me You know, is stealing every, a riff, raping women. You know? <laughs> What a shithead. That, that latest one with the 15-year-old's the, the worst. Yeah. The, the, the Cosby thing is very different, obviously. But the thing about <clears throat> Zeppelin that got me was that every band is influenced by every other band. Every band. I mean, they all... You're, you're going back to everybody who you're fans with and... There's guys that sound like guys because that was their music. And I think as a lot of us as comics No one ever got influenced. sued for being influenced. No one ever exactly. got sued this for was a my point. That was yeah, my point. Sorry. My point was, but... There's a certain line that you cross 
that they crossed where they were stealing riffs, the opening to Stairway to Heaven. It's like, my God, it's the same alleged. thing. Still a legend. It seems well, like I don't the want same you get in trouble when you're selling me undies. Alleged, alleged, allegedly thievery. But it made me less. It made me like them less. I know the music is still amazing, but it made me like them less. That was uh, that was devastating. Yeah, but they're still. Well, I have a bootleg of theirs, and they have, oh, of them at like um, the whiskey or something, and they have a song called "Killing Floor" that sounds like the Lemon song, and then. By the time it's out on Led Zeppelin 2, it's called The Lemon Song. And then later, they got sued for that by the guy who wrote Killing Floor. So they, it's not like they didn't know. Like, that's right. one of those things where it's just like, dude, you obviously knew that you were calling it Killing Floor as a cover. And then you switched some of the lyrics and then called it The Lemon Song. That's fucked uh, But I don't know if this is, to me, this is just me is completely uneducated looking at this shit. I just know that, uh, you know... That just is a little suspect, but just, you know, obviously I'm not a musician, so I mean, I don't fucking, I don't know. I don't want it to be true. I don't want it to be true either, but that's the same thing as the Cosby stuff. Nobody wants, I mean, I was reading this Chris Rock article, it's a really interesting Chris Rock article, where he's talking about um, people being offended by everything, and that's why he doesn't do colleges anymore, because they're just looking to be offended at things, and they're just too easy to offend. But, you know, he was saying that he just doesn't want it to be true. And I think everybody feels like that, except the people that obviously were raped by him. Well, know? they would want it not to be true because then they wouldn't be raped. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. like, all of, like, yeah, you don't want that to happen to somebody. And then also this person that you, you hold as a comedian, you know. Ugh. We almost went to see him, too. We, we were going to, we were planning on taking a trip to Vegas. To I saw him earlier him. this year. Did you? Yep. Where'd you see him? I saw him out in Pasadena at a theater, and I met him uh, about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And it was fucking amazing. Really? It was amazing. It was fucking amazing. I was. Uh, His set was amazing. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. When he went to go see the guy, I mean, you're talking about a guy, you know. Yeah. Seventy-seven years, seventy-six, seventy-seven years old. Was excited about his new special, and was like, "Well, I'm gonna tell you how I shot this thing." And then you know, he was just animated, so fucking excited about his new special, and it was just mm. like to see a guy that far into it, still that excited about stand up. Like, dude, like that gave me a charge for like weeks. Wow. And uh, you know, so like I said, I hope it's not true. Yeah, but... You should really hope it's not true for the victims more so than him, but well, you're just focusing if, on him, though. But if you're doing that, then the victims are crazy the alleged, liars. Alleged victim. Well, I mean, and then, you know... That's better to be a crazy liar I would rather a, a person to be a crazy liar than to be a rape victim, Especially and I think they would, too. being raped by Bill Cosby. This new one's interesting because the girl says, says she was 15, yeah, and he he took her to the Playboy Mansion. And when Alleged. You the, allegedly, but when you go to the Playboy Mansion, they have your name on records like every person that goes there has to put their name down and all their information down so there might be actual proof that she was 15 and he took her to the playboy mansion we right now sound like one of those bad news programs so there <laughs> like, might be yeah. we might have some information later <laughs> right. Right. so yeah. hang around for that but like not belittling the point away but that's just it's fucking yeah. brutal it's crazy that this all happened out of hannibal burris's joke like him talking about it on stage. No, somebody filming. The person who put it up should be getting credit because ha- Hannibal didn't do that, and he shouldn't be getting the grief either. It was a fucking great joke. It's a funny joke. Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, it's and a then great, it became it's a funny bit but... possible fact. Um, I actually felt bad for him because I don't think he wanted that. I think he no. just. I think he was just telling a joke. And dude, if some of this shit, you know, that's all of that shit is taken out of con- like re- everything. Like these fucking people who take your shit, they do the same thing that a news. Like a a, a, um, a biased news channel or like a political ad will do. Like I, I did this rant making fun of Cubs fans versus White Sox fans. 
And the reason why I did it was because recently Chicago had beaten a Boston team, and all I wanted to do was cause infighting. Okay? I didn't believe a fucking word of it. And I, and I went on this whole thing, and then I paused, and in the end, I said, I'm just fucking with you guys. I'm just mad because blah, blah, blah. They lopped that part off, and now it's just this standalone piece that I'm shitting all over Cubs fans. And I'm defending White Sox fans. And what was funny was I took a wild guess and I actually, people were like, dude, this is like fucking dead on. This is exactly the way it is. It's like, I, I didn't know that. But, but the, the point of it is, is that they went up there and they, they deliberately lopped off the thing where I say it's just a joke. So, so there's that. And I got a special this Friday, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you really tried to fucking be interested in that dumb story for the whole time. You just all you had in there was just went. Yeah, that's a story, Bill. I don't know where to go with that, man. No, I'm thinking about this culture of trying to catch people doing things like that, and you know, and get upset at them, especially when it's clearly a joke. Man, I had a whole bit in my act about the difference between jokes that you say on stage, like being in court and giving a fucking affidavit. Like uh-huh. I, I was, I have a whole bit in my last special about lying. I'm like, I lie on stage all the time. Like if you watch any of my act and you go, I don't, I'm, I don't see things the way this guy. I don't either. I don't see these things the way I see. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm about fucking them. around. Yeah, I'll say shit that I don't believe in if it's funny. And that's, I think, part of what Chris Rock was saying is that people are just getting offended. Yeah, I don't, so th- and I don't think comics. Apologize. I don't think comics should apologize unless they actually meant it in the malicious way that the person took it. Like if you, you know, you can go on stage in a bad mood and you can deliberately get in and someone can heckle you or do something, and then you get mad and you deliberately try to fucking piss them off, and uh, you know you might owe somebody an apology then, but you don't have to yeah. go on TV and fucking apologize to the country. People are doing it because they're scared. They don't want to lose their careers. Then they, they also, they, people have demanded an apology. Unfortunately, when you have no community. career. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of say whatever you want. That's not true. You know you have a career. So what are you talking I, I about? Have, talking I, I, have a stand, a I have a stand-up career. But the thing is, is, as of yet, I do not have a TV show. Once you have you're, the TV you're show. You're better off without it. That's you're, when. You're better off oh, without it. fuck you. You're you doing, wait till this animated show that I'm doing <laughs> comes out, dude. Yeah. You wait. You wait. Well, you're doing great stand-up, though. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying, but the animated thing was the perfect way to go into right. TV because you can get away with anything. Yeah, because you can, you're not going to offend anybody with these animated people. Like, is, what what message is this going to send to animated children? You know what oh. I mean? What about all the three fingered fucking yellow headed people out there? Oh. What are they gonna What are they gonna think? Did I just piss off Asians? Somebody no. got hurt in a war. Yellow-headed? As long as they're like square heads? Like yeah, I, mean, I, was th- okay. I was thinking Simpsons. Ah, now someone will, lop, will cut it off there and just be like, yeah, what are you going to do? You, you're always, whenever you're saying anything on stage that's controversial, you're always going to open yourself up to opportunistic people that just want clickbait. There's no such thing as controversy in, in stand-up comedy. There's no such thing? It is, it is manufactured controversy. It's all complete horseshit it's one person in the crowd the amount of times that they've showed clips of comics who said something controversial you literally hear the crowd laughing on the fucking tape sure. everybody's laughing taking it as a joke and one fucking person and then you know and then you just take it out of context which is out of the comedy club i mean i'm trying to think of a joke any of my jokes that i could do on the news that wouldn't seem like you know i'm doing this bit about isis and how they're not a threat and i'd like to see him try to invade florida where silences are legal and see how far they fucking get. Now, if that's silly and ridiculous and funny in a comedy club, you then put that on Fox News. 
Bill and, Burr and says the, ISIS yeah. is not real. And we're not over there to get these people freed up. <laughs> well, what about the soldiers when, that died? When we return, the controversial tape will be played. What about the soldiers that died? So we have a soldier here from Florida that actually confronted ISIS. When we return, he listens to what Bill said. And then after that club. show, Nancy Grace will pick it up on the next hour. Bill Burr, the stand-up comedian. You might have seen him on such shows as Breaking Bad. Bad. I'm going to go out on a limb and say she's a hot shit if you went out and drank with her. Do you think you, so? She would just laugh and be like, yeah, it's a fucking show. Do you think she's just being... Well, she was a prostitute, Do you know how much, you know how much my face hurts to pretend to be that mad every episode? <laughs> <laughs> I love coming out here and smoking a little weed and fucking getting to relax my eyebrows. I eat Twinkies. I, rela- I get foot massages. No, I think she would be fun as hell to hang out with and to actually get into an argument with. It's just uh, she makes unfortunate faces <laughs> on TV. I think she's probably exactly like she comes off on TV. I bet that's her. Um, nah, dude, you can tell me right now, you, me, and Nancy Grace driving to Vegas, we wouldn't be laughing our fucking asses off the You and way. I would be laughing our asses off, but it would probably get ugly with her oh, pretty quick. We, 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 I, I would, by the Inland Empire, <laughs> she would loosen up. You think so? Yeah, we'd shut off our cell phones, you're not being recorded, just fucking... I was held hostage by profanity... <laughs> farts, outrageous oh, comedy... That's the show she'd do, yeah. but she'd have a good time over they ear rape me for four hours. <laughs> now, this is what you do. Like, Nancy, what fucking guest, what's the worst guest you ever had? That you just wanted to reach through the screen and punch him in the face. And then she'd be telling a funny story and then we'd be in. That's it. We'd be in. You'd ask her about the Duke, Duke lacrosse case, whether she was unfairly accusing them of something they didn't do. I don't she watch went on the TV. show. I don't watch the show. But what's funny about her is she looks like Ozzy Osbourne in like 1985. <laughs> During the Ultimate Sin Tour, like when she wears the black eyeliner sometimes, I literally, a better looking Ozzy, of course. Well, a more dainty Ozzy. Less, more feminine, more Bruce Jenner-esque. Less hard road Yes, Ozzy. America in trouble. The youth of today. Today. Uh, you know, I saw something. Hurt. I don't know why this reminded me of, all, oh, I think shaving down your Adam's apple was I was thinking of. I actually... Uh, I don't know. Sometime I started talking about torture or some shit on my, one of my podcasts, and someone was showing the devices. You know the rack, the rack where they would they would put mm-hmm. you on, they tie your legs, and they and they would crank it. Okay, and these guys did an experiment. Was what gave way? Was it your <sighs> tendons or whatever? You know what it was? They actually discovered it was the bone. Oh God! The bone fucking broke or pulled away. They they put like. It was the creepiest thing ever where they were just like, this is a pig's ankle, which is the closest to a human's ankle, at which point you're sitting at home going, okay. Like if they said it was a yak, like I would argue, I have no fucking idea. So they put this thing on there and they start, they tied this little hoof with part of its knee saying it was just (laughs) as much like the knee. You got to see this thing and they start cranking this thing and you're hearing it. Every time it gave way, you heard a noise, they would do an x-ray. And, you know, these fucking scientists are so, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. The patella is still there. And the, as you see, the medial caudal fucking whatever the hell <laughs> ligament. <laughs> but what we're seeing is we're seeing a stress in the actual femur, which would be a femur. And they fucking kept doing it. And what, what gave way, it, it was, I, I guess, I, it was the slowness of it. 
uh, that made the bone break and not the fucking tendons. Where if you just get hit quick or something like that, the tendons. I, I you know, I'm so fucking stupid. I can't remember what they came conclusion with, but it actually broke your fucking bones. Uh, it's amazing what inventions people came up with just to fuck you up more, like to make you more in pain while they were killing you. I, the two things that I've ever seen. There's very few, actually, maybe cats. Monkeys and human beings. I thought most, you were going to say the, the most, musical cats. The most, that shit was breaking my bones. <laughs> the most sadistic. Oh, like yeah. cats, the way they catch a mouse and they fucking let the thing get away and then get it again and give it hope and take it away. Like yeah. you get the death penalty. That's like somebody begging for their fucking life, right? Yeah. <laughs> I saw this video one time, this chimpanzee like you know basically in the last 10 12 years they've discovered that like chimpanzees like the occasional steak and want to eat another monkey because they thought that they were vegetarians so this fucking monkey trapped this small it's chimpanzee trapped this smaller one and he's basically standing on the fucking thing up in a tree and rather than just snapping its fucking neck it's taking its finger and its thumb and just digging flesh out of its fucking back and eating it as the monkey is underneath it just screaming yeah bloody fucking murder and you just sit and I, I dude if i had a gun i would have blown that thing's fucking brains out just out of principle i've seen that I've turn seen the that. neck right yeah i've seen that video i've seen a bunch of those videos with chimps they 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 I like to fucking eat fucking hate chimpanzees you should they're scary animals they, well, are. they definitely should be respected but they like to eat the organs first they eat them while they're alive they just grab the apparently the organs the most delicious part to them so while they're holding on to the monkeys, they're not trying to kill them first. They're just trying to go right to the guts and start eating. Ugh. Ugh. Dude, it's just... Getting back to... You get back to the rack. Like, how could you... The fucking agony you're putting somebody through. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that to somebody. Don't you think it was that was during the time when, first of all, people died, like, way, way quicker. Like, people didn't live very long. They lived to be like, if you were lucky, you got 50 years in. Holy shit, that guy lived to be 50. Right. Most people, the infant mortality rate was really high. They were constantly at war. War was at close range. So war involved, like, swords and arrows and you think Slug about- shots. Yeah, the kind of fuck catapults. Fucking flaming bodies, you know, they used to th literally light bodies on fire because human fat is like a good way of uh, lighting buildings on fire because it's so disgusting. So when they would light us on fire, they would light human bodies on fire and launch them in catapults. They'd would they at least roofs. kill them first? Yeah, probably. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever they wanted to do, it's I guess. It's a very green way to attack somebody. I'm sure people... <laughs> <laughs> But when people that were gets doing back that, to what you were saying. Were they just going to use all the fucking fuel? They'll figure out a way to just have no waste. We use the waste and it becomes fuel. But that kind of life where you're, you know, you're subject to violence and, and brutality on a regular basis. And but were they or is that like easier. the movies? Well, the movies, they only show the wars. They don't just show it when they're hanging out playing like a flute. You, <laughs> you know? know what? I think there was probably a lot of war going on pretty much all throughout human history. I just feel like you could hide so much easier back then. <laughs> in the woods? Yeah, you just run into the woods. <laughs> yeah, there was You no hear them coming. GPS. You hear the floor fucking moving. Yeah, but Here you come have to the have horses. Food back there. You have to figure out a way to get away from the wolves. Yeah, but you weren't going down to Whole Foods. You were hunting your own food. You were self-sufficient. Right, but you had to have your bow and arrow and all that stuff. You like to be close to town, have a fucking blacksmith nearby. Like when you're out there in the woods by yourself, it's probably pretty pretty hard scrabble life. No house. Absolutely, but you know something? Anything that's going to kill at you, kill kill you. I was thinking shoot at you and kill you, kill at you. Anything that's going to kill you out there, it's just, it's going to be over quick. 
Like, dude, if a mountain lion ever fucking ran at me, I'd, I'd fucking just give him the neck. Just get it over with, dude. I've gotten scratched by a fucking house cat. You think I want to fucking fuck with you? Goddamn 140-pound cat. And proportionate. Like, they're, they're as far as, like, the strongest house cats or the strongest cats, it's house cats are some of the strongest pound for pound, and mountain lions are, like, right up there with them. Stronger even than like some other cats that are terrifying. To us. No, they fight off bears. According yeah. to my YouTube video watching, <laughs> they do. They definitely. Hey, do. who's doing all the animal shit now? Is it Animal Planet? Is that why Discovery just went all cars? Like they don't fucking do anything anymore. Discovery, yeah. They, Discovery they don't do is, any uh, animals anymore. Well, there's a lot of shows like TLC used to be the Learning Channel. What do they do now? Reality? That's all reality. It's That's all a over. History it's Honey Boo Boo. That's TLC. It's Honey Boo Boo. You know what happened with History Channel is they, they just ran out of war footage. <laughs> they just, they just got, we got nothing. And then they had to show like, nothing is interesting to anybody anymore unless there's footage. Like I hated when they would do like, even like some of the Civil War shit, they would have to reenact it. Because before, remember when we were kids, they would just have drawings of it and they would sort of pan the camera across from it and it would, just, it would put you to sleep. Yeah. And then World War II was the shit. Because they were just showing planes getting shot down and all of that. You know, it was like a movie. Well, they had History Channel had like a lot of Nazi shows. They had a bunch of those. And then I think after a while, they just realized there's more money in idiots. There's more money in just reality TV. It's just after a certain they point in really, time, become a network. Well, I mean, what I think happened was a bunch of people were watching reality and weren't watching their shows on the rise of the third arc, Reich, whatever, and the fucking yeah. Night of the Long Knives or whatever the fuck. Then just no one cared anymore. And they're just like, all right. If that's what you want. They have shit on like ancient aliens. Like they have, uh, I mean, they have, how many episodes of ancient aliens have they done? I, I totally believe in aliens, but I don't think anybody has figured out a way to travel from planet to planet. Really? And actually live. I think it's possible, but I think they're I, I way think, too invested I in it I think eventually real. we could figure it out, but we're going to destroy each other first. And I think everything kind of, you destroy yourselves. That's God's. I think fucking checks and balances. All right, I made this thing smart enough to figure out how to get over to this other pot of people that I made, but they got jealousy and envy and I want credit <laughs> and I want to producer credit on your fucking rocket ship and all that shit. And like, <laughs> they're all going to destroy each other first. Like, we'll destroy each other before we figure even out how to get to fucking Mars on by a spell. What are you going to do? First of all, how do, how, do you, how do you have enough air to get there? Air, like in the like you oxygen, have to have like something that generates oxygen. You'd have to have something that processes carbon dioxide, generates oxygen. The harder thing would be, you could you could probably. But that thing's do that. gonna last. So I guess the question is, well, plants do that, right? Is, is that what plants do? But that's gonna last all the way to Mars. Mm. Six months. It's gotta last six months. Yeah, I don't know. You think it takes six months to get to Mars? I think that's what they're saying. I think they're saying it takes six months. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, think about how far the moon is. The moon, it took Are you like just seven fucking days. with me because you no. know all this shit? No, it takes six months to get to Mars. It does not. How long do you think it'll take? Fucking years. No, I'm pretty sure it's six months. Let's see. Uh, how many months to get to Mars? He's got a creepy tone right now. I'm pretty sure it's six months. Let's see. I could be wrong. <laughs> Two months. That was very self deprecating. It's possible. Um, precise six to eight months. Yeah. I because Mars corrected. and Earth's they, orbits it, but, are perfectly circular. But that's like a, just a drone, though, to actually get a person. No, there. no, for this is for a person. This is for a person. They're talking about the uh, manned space travel to Mars mission, where they're actually going to have to stay there, which is really fucked up. These people are going to 
It's going to take uh, about six months to get there. Dude, do you realize the fucking balls <laughs> that that takes? Unbelievable I'm, I'm going to another fucking planet. Forever. And what, what, once you break the Earth's gravitational pull, what is stopping you from missing Mars when that fucker comes around? Calculations. I know that, but I mean, I'm saying if those things are off. Yeah, they never are, though. Jerry, speed up! Speed up! You're going to miss it! Can you go buy it? <laughs> now you're heading towards fucking, what's the next one? Saturn? Jupiter? They're pretty good at figuring <laughs> Mercury, out. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, <laughs> Jupiter, Saturn. Uh, yeah. Neptune, Uranus. Uh, Uranus. Pluto. Oh, it's not a fucking planet anymore. They're bringing it back though, right? No. Where'd you hear that? I heard recently that they're considering bringing it back. As a planet, did you hear that, or this did you is how they read should, that on a website? This is how they should promote that. They should have like the when they bring Pluto back, they should have the scientists <laughs> dressed in like bell bottoms and shit with like the, the fucking Travolta thing, you know, like they're bringing back like disco or some shit. Oh God, no, no. we're bringing it back. <laughs> we're bringing it back. Come on, man. Like, I was I how disco sucks, and then like all of a sudden Pluto. it was. No, that's too on the fucking nose. Too on the nose. <laughs> you know, you know what I hate. You know what I hate in a in a, in a joke writer room. <clears throat> Is like that's a hat on a hat. Uh, that's a hat on a hat when you have like a joke within a joke. Right. Like it's like say so say whatever the joke is, you fall off the fucking chair and then you want to add another layer to it, they go, That's that's a hat on a hat. And it's just like, so what? If it's still but they don't understand like taglines. If it's still funny. If it's funny still, it's funny. But if it's not funny, it's not funny. No, it's if like you if you have a hat, hat, if hat on funny, a hat, how come I can't look at the other fucking hat the next time I watch it? Because I didn't even notice it. If you have a hat on a hat and the hat's funny, it's funny. That's what I think. Yeah. I think but you're funny a comic. Pl- like they're acting like funny plus funny equals not funny. I think how, the, does, how does that how does that work? I think that's just a lack of it's just a the the different mentality that a comic has versus I mean, there's definitely like a place you can go where it's not funny anymore or you've added too many jokes or you ruined the original joke. But yeah, I think I uh, writers have a different perspective. Yeah, no, and granted, they write for a living, and I don't. So they... Yeah, but they're, I just think their perspective is a scene as opposed to your perspective, which is like stand-up. You know, looking at it stand-up-wise. No, I'm looking at it I'm looking at it like this is going to, yeah, I, I just think it's fucking funny. Yeah. That... I think as many layers as you can add to it, it just keeps getting funnier. And then if people don't even get it, that's fucking funny. <laughs> like, why would you even sit there? <laughs> Why would you fucking sit there and make that goddamn rule? I mean, I guess, you know, I'm going against all these successful shows, so whatever. Yeah, I just think there's a different style of writing, too, don't you think? There's a different style the way, like, you write for stand-up and the way you write or you would write for a television show. It's just a different kind of writing. I barely know what I'm talking about ever, so um, I just, maybe I'm just frustrated of pitching jokes and then somebody going, "Eh, that's a hat on a hat. I like a hat on a hat. Well, see, that's why I'm I'm telling you, a guy like you, your best shit is you just being you without anybody that you have to pitch it to. Because, you know, you Listen, have a very... A year from now, when I show up with the six episodes of F is for Funny, I think you're going you're gonna to have... Yeah, but you're, you're talking you're, about a cartoon. I'm say, always 100% for cartoons. Don't you belittle my fucking show. I love it. Animated. Whatever you call it. It's a cartoon. <laughs> Like, if you look at, like, the most innovative, dangerous comedy on TV ever, it's South Park. Because they can get away with that. Ah, dude, those guys, they've done the best social commentary for, like, 17 years. They don't get the credit they deserve. Yeah, not even close. They're animals. They're the best. They're, and they're they're so innovative. They're just constantly coming up with new shit. 
like every the week. The genius is the for their social commentary is because how simplistic the animation is. Yeah, that those guys are like, but they can just churn them out. But like how finished and polished it is. Yeah, as a brand new joke coming right out of the gate the first time they air it, where they just they just fucking nail it. Yeah, um, I think it's gonna. You know, they're for for whatever reason. I feel like they're gonna have to do it for thirty years and then tell people that they're leaving before they're finally gonna just acknowledge. You know, they're gonna get the the fucking Mark Twain Award and all that stupid shit that you're supposed to get. Well, they get acknowledgement just by everybody loving them. I mean, the show is they 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 have to- pretty much total autonomy over Comedy Central. They kind of get away with whatever they want. I mean, they can. They could pull off shit on their show that no one could ever pull off on another well, show. I just don't think people give them enough credit. Yeah. I'm not going to change that argument, show. I'm with you. I don't think they give them enough credit either. But either way, it's, they can do so much because it's a cartoon. And their characters never get old. They don't have to worry about their character. Like, J.J. from Good Times, that shit wouldn't have been funny if he was 80. You know? Yeah, their stuff is... <laughs> Dynamite! Will you shut the fuck up? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, they... Uh... JJ from Good Times. Where did I pull that one out of my... Well, now that you brought up South Park, I don't think it's going to be that funny, but I think it's going to be amusing. It's going to be an amusing show. Your show? Yes. What's it based on? Uh, childhood stories. Oh, your childhood stories. Yeah. Well, basically everybody in the writer's room at that point. Oh. So I just got sick of people groaning about my childhood stories. Comedy. I was like, well, what if I fucking animate them? Now what are you going to groan at? Wow, that, that get anim- back at everybody, that though? That animated... <laughs> yeah, it's fucking annoying. Why are you going to Indianapolis, Bill? It's <laughs> No, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> that should be Just a t-shirt that... that you sell. I know. I watched that, that story that you told last time you were on the podcast about the guy next to you on the airplane. Oh, yeah. Questioning you nuts. about going to Indianapolis. <laughs> I watched that. My, my most, one of the most fun I ever had on a flight was when he <laughs> said, I'm going to push this button. And as we're taxiing down... Um, taxiing over to where we're going to take off and i was i was just all right let's let's see what happens and he was sitting there reaching for the fucking thing and i'm just sitting there all right let's see let's see what happens go ahead push the button so this um this animated show that you wrote who did you uh do it with did you do it all by yourself or did you no, bring no, it to somebody I did it with uh mike price from the simpsons oh great yeah who's just a fucking force mm-hmm. and he put up he put together this murderous row of uh a writing room, and um, and then the produce the production company is uh, um, Wild West, which is Vince Vaughn's company, and that's how the whole thing. Like I was just going to make little five minute vignettes, and um, put them on my website, and then uh, I don't know I don't know what happened. I, I I Steve Byrne I opened for him or something like that. We were working together or some shit, and Vince was there, saw my act, wanted to see me. Uh, hey, come in and take a general, and I had no idea. No ideas, no nothing. And it was literally, I just took a general. They're like, we like you. If you ever have anything, you know, blah, took blah. Took a general meeting yeah, for yeah, the yeah. folks who don't Sorry. know what the General meeting, yeah. About. And I was just walking out. And as I walked out, I was like, you know, I kind of got this idea for a cartoon. And they wanted to do one. They wait a minute, sit down. And three fucking years later, wow, we are one year away from it coming out. I mean, it just works slowly. Slowly. And the the what is the hardest no, no, part about nobody it? was didn't want nobody wanted the idea and everything and the, the whole thing was dead in the water and then Vince was the guy who was like let's go over to Netflix and you know that guy's an animal man he's in there in the fucking pitch meeting selling this fucking thing and and then Netflix was like ridiculously supportive they're like you know do whatever you want Netflix push, is push doing some further, wild push shit it further dude. push it further yeah do you see the ad for uh, Marco Polo. 
Mm-mm. Marco Polo is a new series that uh, that Netflix is doing on Marco Polo and Genghis Khan. It's like this huge fucking epic series that they're doing. That's you know, cool. They have that Orange is the New Black. They're doing stand-up comedy specials. Like They're becoming like a, a real legitimate network right before our eyes. They're beyond that yeah. because they're international. And they are so ahead of the game that all you're going to see is just people trying to rip off their business model is what's going to happen uh, – you know, it's the usual thing. Like, what are these guys doing? Oh, they're not going to fucking blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, okay, all right. And then then, you, then the next thing you know, you become the person. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, that's the way you do it. Monkey see, monkey do. And then I just think people will try to rip off what they're going to do. But they, they're they at the, uh, you know, they're on point. So, yeah. So they're cutting their way through the jungle. So they're still going to be out in front of everybody. So I think it's going to be very hard for... Uh, I don't know, maybe the fourth person who tries to rip it off. There might be room for two other people to try to rip off what they're doing. You know what I mean? And then well, you have like three, like ABC, NBC, CBS of international television. Well, what they're doing that's unique is that they're taking the money and they're making their own shit. That's the big thing. And yeah. They've been doing it for, I did my comedy special with them in 2005. Mm-hmm. That was originally on Netflix and then it got sold to Showtime. <clears throat> but they were even back then. I mean, that's nine fucking years ago. They were taking chances and funding comedy specials, and now yeah. they're doing real originals. That Kevin Spacey show, that um, House of Cards, House of Cards. Yeah. You know, they're doing Bo Jack uh, Horseman animated yeah. show oh, that's show. been killing it. Um, and your show, they're doing a lot of Chelsea Peretti. Her stand up is on Netflix. Her new show. Um, I think um, Chelsea Handler doesn't she have like a she whole has a talk series? Show. A talk coming? show. Yeah, she. Left her talk show, as far as I know, on uh, E, I think it was Uh on E, to go do a talk show on Netflix. Left the E network to go to Netflix. That's like, that would not, she, I mean, I want to speak for her, but I don't think that move gets made two, three years ago. Just shows you how quickly it changes. You'd be like, wait a minute, but I'm on, I'm on television. She's got so much fucking money, though. She probably doesn't give a fuck. You know, I mean, she she's. Can a, you make that much money on E? Oh yeah, she's, <laughs> she's got a lot of oh, money, man. Yeah, Howard Stern is funny. She's a very well. She's also. It's not just that. It's books. She sold a lot of books. You know, she's in that stage too, where she has like this giant amount of fans that could just follow her anywhere she goes. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't get like how how, they, how do you like uh, how do you have a TV show and write a fucking book? I don't know. I and mean, do stand up constantly. Be that, be that, yeah, I mean she does she does a lot of shit. She's just constantly working. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm I'm never going to be that busy. <laughs> I, I couldn't handle that. Yeah, I'm too busy right now. I think uh, there's a certain level of busy where you just like you can coast. You could like keep it keep the fire burning at a certain temperature certain rpms but it goes up and down when it goes up i would it's think like, just having a tv a show hot. and trying to keep that thing on the rails and have just prevent someone from coming in and fucking it up yeah would be uh would be hard enough that's a big thing preventing someone from coming in and fucking it up right because that's a real issue someone could definitely come in and fuck it up yeah because they want credit so yeah. they got they got you have to implement something that i said uh-huh. yeah i don't want to get that's all negative shit i want to get uh, i've I, I had a good time i try to Whitewash all that. No, no, that hasn't happened to me. That hasn't happened to me. But I just, I don't want to get into this. It's an old fucking conversation that uh, yeah. everybody knows it. That's that's what, it, that happens in every fucking business. 
you know, look at the Geek Squad. That was a great thing. And then Best Buy was like, oh, how dare you make money without us? And then they fucking absorbed it. Nobody uses that shit anymore. What was the Geek Squad before Geek Best Squad, Buy? It was, it. it was just a bunch of nerds who would fucking, it's like Uber. They said they were running around fixing your computers. And they dressed like nerds, like with the black ties and the white fucking and then short Best sleeve Buy shirt. Them. And then they bought them. And I've never seen it. It was cool. They showed up. It was funny. They were like embracing being nerds. This is like 10 years ago. They had the, haven't had fucking glasses. And they came over and they just fixed your shit. And it kind of had like this spy vibe to it, Geek Squad. And they showed up dressed like nerds, but also kind of like a little Pulp Fiction-esque, except without the jacket. And it was, uh, it was fucking cool. I wasn't aware of them back then. Yeah, and then, yeah. They drove around in little Beatles. Yeah. I mean, were you aware of them? Oh, yeah. Before Best Buy bought them? Yeah. Maybe I could, I could I use them right now. My fucking laptop died. What happened? Do you use a Mac laptop? Or are you one of those what guys What happened? I got frustrated. Apple? Honestly, I got frustrated and I slammed it shut. Was it an Apple laptop or a Windows laptop? Apple. See, I would think you might be one of those guys that goes, you know what? I'm fucking sick of all this Apple shit. Everybody uses Apple. I'm going to go Windows. I no, can see I, you being no. that guy. No, what I do is I just uh, I keep computers forever. And I keep iPhones forever. I'm always at least two numbers behind whatever everybody else has. Why do you do that? Because when I say hello, the person can hear me. What does that mean? <laughs> it means I. It means I don't need a new fucking phone. Oh, okay. So it's. I can fine. already take it's video. Good. I don't even need the. I, want I, don't, you to I don't gaze, need any Bill, of that. at this glorious screen. Look how beautiful. Dude, look how big that stupid yeah. ass fucking thing is. Oh, how dare you! First of all. <laughs> First of all, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, the camera on this thing is fucking substantial. Dude, you got to see the new camera on the iPhone 6. That's what I'm saying. When I point that at my dick, dude, you can hey, see the that. fucking helmet. It's a great goddamn picture. A picture of Joey Diaz. It's, oh, great. Yeah. it's a great goddamn picture. It's too clear. It's fantastically clear. Look how good that is. Yeah, it it's doesn't. Huge. Joey does not look like that in real life. You've, you've, <laughs> technology has gone beyond what you've seen. But young Bill Burr, he what does look like that. Huh? He does look like that. No, I'm just. You just uh, you're no, looking listen, at him I, at a I, little I, I'm tiny not, I'm not going to try to talk you out of your phone. You obviously love it. Good how for you. I'm happy you? for you. I'm how happy dare for you. you. You made me feel bad about my purchase. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Bill, I remember like a couple of years ago you were still using MapQuest. Do you still use MapQuest or do you do No, I used I used the one that's on that that thing, but the. The one that's on you know your phone, what I hate? you mean? You know what I hate? I hate, like, the fucking recycled jokes on the internet and people, like, someone would be like, was this film with a potato? For, like, the nine millionth time you're going to write that and be like, can you just pick a different vegetable? Can you try I've, to leave a little bit original? I do not believe I've ever heard someone ask, <laughs> you, you, I know you have. film with a potato? Yeah. It's fucking, it's like this recycled, wait, what? Like those wait, hacky what? fucking... Yeah. Those Twitter memes. Joe said no one ever. It's like these fucking like it's like Mad Libs. That's true. Said yeah. no one ever is yes. uh, pretty common, but effective if used properly. Like I reserve the right to use said no one ever if I fucking have to if it's right there. <laughs> I gotta admit, I, I would I would definitely you you drop a few notches. I would drop a few notches in your estimation. From, from the, I'm looking from, to drop from, a few from, from, notches. From the stratosphere that I have you with. I like to build myself back up. I like to fail a little. Just... Nah, once you drop a certain point, you're dead to me. Well, if you said, I'll take that into consideration. If you said, but... wait, wait, what? Wait, and what? said no one ever. <laughs> Within two hours. If I got two of those tweets from you, I would... Uh, 
Well, when people say really stupid shit, like, I just don't like hacky comedy, including all the people who are now going to watch this and then tweet that to me, and they just think it's absolutely fucking genius, <laughs> and not realize that like nine thousand people had the exact same idea. The water cooler jokes, you know, those fucking just right. Hey, you know me. You know about the shit that Colin Quinn makes fun of. Those fucking hacks, <laughs> Colin Quinn. He's yeah, the what? best at it because people don't even know he's joking. Like you know, like one of the beautiful things about knowing Colin and then knowing his <laughs> tweets. Is that some people are reading his tweets and they might not get it at all. They do, you might remember, think, do you remember the Colin Quinn show he had on NBC? He had one of the greatest fucking sketches. And it, it was, was like it was so much fun. It was like office humor. And I remember Bobby Kelly's was the funniest one. It was the high five guy at the <laughs> office. <laughs> and Bobby just comes walking by. And he's just like, dude, got that new jet ski. And he fucking he like just puts his hand up and you have to high five. And fuck it. Even the way he high-fived was hilarious. Mine was somehow, I went up to Greer Barnes. Not Greer Barnes. I went up to Godfrey and, and, and said some really white shit to him as Greer Barnes was standing there delivering a package. Like, dude, hey, he took a recommendation. Something like, Godfrey's Park was hilarious. Some really stupid white movie. And then Greer's sitting there looking at Godfrey like he's a fucking sellout or whatever. I'm, I'm totally <laughs> butchering this. But it just totally tapped into like, when you work in those fucking offices, the amount of, like, there's like six jokes and they all just keep telling them. That was in, um. Not like those are the only jokes, but there's like six jokes that you can just always get count on. At an count office. For a, for a laugh. What was, that was on NBC, right? For how many episodes did Colin's show last? It was sort First of the season, right? Only one season, like six episodes. Yeah, you know, like, it was a lot like of people were liking it. It was like what tough, it was just on the Raw Network. It was what, what tough crowd became because he also had this thing where, uh, Patrice and Norton and all them would be sitting down and just in different areas. It was actually shot really cool. And uh, they would just be talking about topics. So he had like a live thing. He had these sketches thing. It was a fucking great show. It's a great show. He's a funny dude, man. I When I did Tough Crowd, I got to see him warm the crowd up. You know, he does stand up before it. And I yeah. was like, I forgot how fucking funny Colin Quinn is. He's really fucking funny. Really good. Yeah. The best was when he first got on Twitter, if you followed him early, and, and nobody knew what the fuck he was doing. Are you doing gang signs over there? Oh, no, I was just doing three episodes. It looked like three episodes. When he first got on Twitter, and, and so many people didn't know what he was doing, <laughs> it was so fucking funny. They still don't. Every Some day of them people don't. still don't. But he's like, you know, know Zepp Zeppelin's such an underrated band. It's just a shame they never had a hit. He would do that. And people are like, what the fuck? It was like all capitals. <laughs> but you're, when you do that, you're trolling like dumb high school kids. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I think it. a lot of adults were falling for that too. Oh, when uh, when he would talk about how famous he is and how, uh, who the fuck, somebody stepped down in something like, I don't know. He, he always He's always good for a fucking... He's a funny fucking comic, man. Yeah. Like, watching him do stand-up, like, you really get to appreciate it. I think even live. He's one of those guys you really want to see alive. Like, when you see him, like, even in film, it's like you're missing something. You're missing some half, half of the yeah. canard. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. That show should have never been canceled. If they're smart, <laughs> they'd bring back Tough Crowd. Tough Crowd was a fucking great idea. It was a great show. Dude, speaking of that, how weird is it? There's two shows that have come back. That is, the comeback came back with uh, Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, which right. was a great show. It was just sort of ahead of its time. But the weirdest fucking thing I ever saw was when Arsenio's show came back. Yeah. Dude, he came back with the same fucking haircut. Yep. He maybe looked 10 days older and then had the same <laughs> guests 
It and it was just and it was like twenty years never went by. It was it was like uh, it's only one of the few times I ever wished that I did like hallucinogens because I was just like this is it was blowing my mind. It blew my fucking mind. He had I think he had like Dyson or Eddie or or somebody, and it was just like I, I felt like I was like twenty four again, and I was just starting out as a comic. When I used to watch it, going if I if I get to do stand up on this, how am I gonna? How am I gonna navigate? How am I gonna cross over to this crowd and <laughs> you know I don't know it was just uh, you bizarre. Know, they, they took over his social media accounts when they did that show. Who? Like he's Arsenio. He's, Why? Because he was being too edgy. No, no, that's what they do. That's what they do now on a lot of shows. They demand to take over your social media, and they start tweeting for you. How crazy is that? That's like he told me that signing like, over trying, signing yeah. over power of attorney in like an. Uh, 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 Exactly. Cyber, cyberspace kind of way. They're exactly. Like, they're like signing their name, your name. Yeah, he was trying to get his Facebook back and his Twitter back. And I was like, what? He was telling me He was telling me this at the Ice House. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. They made you. He goes, I didn't want to initially, but I said, you know what? I'm going to be so busy with the show. Fuck it. Let them do it. Now I'm trying to get it back. I'm like, oh my God. They just take over your account. Yeah, but if you let them, you just say no. Exactly. No. You, but you got to be willing to say no. And it, it might be a deal breaker. He's Arsenio. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, guys but, came to me. Yeah, but they, you know, if they're thinking that people want to, they want to be b- b- ball players, you know, hey, you know, we're willing to work with you. Like, we want to make no, this I show No, I think that's a, a, that's a sue thing. They don't want to get sued by you saying something fucking nuts. And then, I mean, if you read the guy's interviews, our senior's interviews are always great because he doesn't give a shit and he just kind of says what he's saying. So they're looking at like- Does he? Okay, yes. Says wild shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I, know, I just he's honest, which does not work when you got to sell toothpaste and fucking cars and all that shit in between the comedy. So I think that that's that's why. Look, having never gotten a show on the air, Joe, this is what I feel is going on <laughs> behind the scenes. Well, McGuire, you know, Chris McGuire was the head writer. Oh, on, on uh... yeah, he was the head writer over there. So he, you know, he told me it was a struggle from the beginning. But it was also that they were trying to do the same show. They were trying to do the exact same show that they did in the 1990s, which is really strange. Because Arsenio's a likable guy. I mean, people love him. It seems like if you found the right vehicle for him, he would be a great talk show host. People, He's a genuinely friendly, likable guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it was. It looked like the exact same fucking show, and I felt like did did I just like miss that this thing was still going on? And then he had all these guests from back then. I think that that like I think the whole thing could have. Uh, I don't know. If he, I don't know. I don't. I just when I just saw when I would put it on when it first started. Maybe he just did that the first week. Uh no, no. He kept doing that. He kept doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They they kind of that's what they did. I mean, it might have altered a little bit, but that was essentially the show. It's hard to do those fucking shows, man. I can never, I can never host a talk show. No fucking way. Well, you you don't get to choose your guests. You know, like people equate a podcast to a talk show sometimes. But the thing about a podcast is, you know, I I like you. Like I want, I wanted to talk to you today. I texted I like you, you too, man. I like you, man. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I don't have to pretend. It's like if you were some guy that I didn't know that was in here that was pitching something I didn't give a fuck about. But the network. Oh, now my stories you. are dying, and then you got to save them. Oh, those are the worst, right? And someone would have to jump in. No, well, I, I, right, I, I feel I feel bad for uh, when when I see a talk show host and has a guest where they're off or their mm-hmm. their uh, stories aren't working, 
Because you see him, you see him like glancing down at the card, and then they, they gotta like. Well, Letterman's the best at that. They, they gotta, because he'll just uh, openly mock the situation. He'll just openly mock you if it goes wrong like that. I know. <laughs> uh, but you, he'll, just, he'll just let you sit in it, going, "Okay, yep." Yeah, huh? Do All you remember right. Bill Hicks' bit on Leno? Oh, the Dorito thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the whole thing about having Joey Lawrence on the show and asking Joey Lawrence if he has a girlfriend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? And and Joey says, no. Well, yes. Well, she thinks so. <laughs> right. And he pulls a gun out of his drawer and fucking blows his brains out and his, his brains splatter on the wall in the form of an NBC peacock because he's a company man to the bitter end. <laughs> Jesus, dude, that was word for word. <laughs> no, I did. I forgot all the part about him uh, changing clips. <laughs> his, oh, his, yeah, yeah. He's, he pulls out an Uzi and he suck out an Uzi and he's spraying bullets through his head and he changes clips. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you want? It's fucking hard gig. Leno loves doing that show that he does now because of that. He does that car show online, Jay's Garage. I watch. I go on that all the time. It's I fucking love that great. Thing. Yeah, his fucking car collection is insane. It's and insane, it's, and, and it's all like he's got great taste in cars. Then he's got these fucking cars, like those ones where you got like two shifters and shit. Yeah. He's got goggles on and stuff. But <laughs> um, he had one a car recently that I, I of course forget it. I got obsessed with it. If you want to look it up, he did, it was an early seventies. Uh, Datsun, I think five ten, and um, they're just the coolest fucking cars. If if you uh, if you put like a new engine in the suspension and everything, because it's like it's like the classic American sedan, but the miniature like uh, uh, Asian version of them. Uh-huh. And uh, let's see, can you get a picture of it before I just stammer into a fucking complete black hole here on this thing? That's the car. Oh, That's so they such did... a fucking badass car, man. Oh, so they did like a resto, a resto mod version. Of an old, it's an old Datsun. It's like a Datsun five ten or something like that, wow. dude. It's got that little fucking the Hurst shifter on it, man. It just looks so much fucking fun to drive because my brother had a uh, the smoothest shifting car I ever drove. He had like an eighty one Toyota Tercel, and when you were changing gears in that fucking thing, it just was like butter, and it was this piece of shit. And it was just, I just couldn't understand that was that that was a really bad time for American cars where they were deliberately making them to shit the bed at sixty thousand miles, so you would get this perpetual car payment at least that's the conspiracy theory of it and all of these fucking uh toyota cars that dude remember that when they started coming out and the speedometer only went up to 80 miles an hour yeah and everything they didn't want you to speed and all, all the gas crisis and all that and the mustang became the mustang 2 yeah it became a car like farrah fawcett drove on charlie's angels it was a, such a hunk of shit it went from being one of the most badass american muscle cars ever to a just a total plastic, shitty shape, ugly. They made them ugly, too. In, within, like, five to seven years. Yeah. It, it became just an absolute... Uh, and all of... The, there was so many of those held over, like, uh, muscle car names that just became, like, a shell of themselves. Yeah. Like, the Cougar ended up becoming this big, fat-ass... Yeah. ...fucking two-door, like, sedan, like, was sort of the poor man's, like, Lincoln Continental or something. Um but whatever, he, but his his collection of cars is just fu- is fucking incredible. And just his knowledge of them, it's, it's really cool. Well, he's really passionate about it. It just shows you when you get a guy doing something that he actually likes to do, like Jay Leno loves cars, it becomes an amazing show. When you have him host a Tonight Show, you're like, he doesn't give a fuck about Joey Lawrence's TV show. He doesn't. Yeah. So I always looked pretend. at it like he's he's trying to, uh, he's you know, he's making some money. Yeah. And he's going to go buy some cars. Now, when I was a younger <laughs> comic- 
I used to judge him and be like, oh, this is fucking bullshit, you know, back when I thought I was, you know, I should be wearing a leather jacket on stage, you know, like I was saying anything. But now that I've gotten older, I'm like, nah, fuck, he's doing his show the way he wants to do his show, and then he wants to go buy some cars. Yeah, he wanted to make some money, made some money. Apparently, the, the, the word has always been that he doesn't even spend his Tonight Show money. That he spends only a stand-up comedy money. That's where he gets all everything, and then the Tonight Show money all just went into the bank. Ugh. Can you imagine if the dollar collapses? And Poor you got, bastard! You got all that money. Like I don't understand having that all in the bank when your your account is insured up to like fucking two, three hundred grand. Yeah, it's not smart. And then it's also it is until it isn't. Well, who knows what all in the bank means though? He might have investments. He might have put it in bonds, mutuals, and all that shit. Dude, you got to convert it. Into, to what? Into cash. Gold. Stuff it in your fucking walls and then just, or some of it in gold, <laughs> and then you just got to pray. Dude, like, having all of that fucking money and trying to not, what was that book you read when you were in like fifth grade about the guy who catches the big fish and then he's bringing it into this, into, into inland and all those fish are taking a bite out of it and by the end he's just left with the skeleton? That's what it's like having a, a ton of fucking cash. Everybody's just going to fucking descend on you. You know, your counting bills, all of a sudden, two plus two equals four is way much fucking more difficult. They got to charge you $9 million more for your fucking taxes. Why? Why? Because I have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what they do. And all of a sudden, everything becomes a big fucking problem. So you just advocate spending it all as soon as it comes in? I advocate getting to a certain level of success, getting a machete and a pit bull and sitting on your cash. (laughs) <laughs> you have it right laid out in the living room. You just sit on a mound of it and you order food. <laughs> and have it delivered. And have it delivered. And you never peel, leave. Peel bills off the no, pile I to have pay no, for it. I have no, uh, my, my uh, whatever. Investment society, portfolio. So- society going to shit. My, uh, my plan is I just embrace the fact that you can only kill me once. That's it. I'm, going, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to survive that. All you right? hope. But what if it's like Groundhog Day? keep dying like that new tom cruise movie the edge of tomorrow he dies over and over spoiler alert well then i would just get a gun and then i would just walk around like this and i wait for the awful death to come and then i go like that <laughs> over <clears throat> i like how you thought this through over you made a lot of really good points you know i learned it buying, a, <laughs> buying an old house yeah oh you're gonna be the guy who lays in a shallow grave and waits for people to attack your food supply and then you sit up like a zombie me no i'll be more clever than that I'll probably set up a fake civilization and then be outside of that civilization, the real civilization. Like, so people uh, will come in to raid and then fucking launch down on them. These are just words. Fire. <laughs> these are all what just I'm words. saying? Yeah, it's just words. Listen, I, I've planned this out. No. If, if the <laughs> shit hits the fan, I hope the, I'm where the fan explodes. Like, That's what I think, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, if Yellowstone blows and we wind up living in some sort of a perpetual nuclear winter for the next hundred years... I hope the lava lands on my fucking head. I don't, I don't want to be one of those Absolutely. hard scrabble people out there in Antarctica trying to eat seals and stay alive. Nope. Reinvent the wheel. No, I don't. Fuck I that. Because what you're going to do, then what are you going to do? Yeah. That's like civilization went through a divorce, right? And they're the guy that gets like the flop house. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're just gonna, <laughs> you're just you're just going to, you're never going to build it back up in your lifetime. So why not leave with a flat screen TV, watching MMA shit, whatever you want to fucking watch, and then the 
I used to do a bit about that, just when that Korean, that little fatty there over in Korea was talking about how he's going to shoot a fucking warhead, and I was nervous until he said L.A., and I was like, perfect, dude, right at my fucking giant forehead. I don't even want to, I don't even want to know. Just hear that whistling sound. Like, what is that? Somebody watching Bugs Bunny? What is that whistling sound? And then it just fucking lands right on my house, and then that's it. Yeah, you don't want to be the guy who s- barely survives and has kids and then dies while your kids are, like, standing over you and they're eight and you know they can't live on their own. You're you're fucking you're dying in front of their eyes. Like you don't want to be that guy. And you don't. You also have to take into consideration that even if the human race survives, eventually it won't. Whether it's a million or a billion years from now, eventually the Earth will no longer be able to sustain life because the sun will burn out. So like, well, that's it's not going to happen gonna in our forever. I'm just talking exactly. about like some bull- our lifetime. If some bullshit happens, I don't want to go back into the world where like boils and shit and warts <clears throat> on the end of your nose are an issue now because there's no more CVSs and shit. Whatever the Benadryl crap you'd put on it, and then everybody starts looking like a witch, <laughs> or like they live under a fucking bridge. <laughs> Do you know that's ever gotten a wart on their nose? No, what I'm saying, well, back in the day. <laughs> so even, CBS I just said back, keeps us from getting warts on their nose. Yeah. That's another quote they're going to take out of yours. Compound W is gone. Compound W is gone. Dollar collapses and all of that shit. Everything stops being made. It's done. Then your you best need... bet is you fucking go down to CVS and you raid all those drugs. That's what you do when you take some bread. And you leave, right? And you just start pouring them in between the pieces of bread. And you fucking eat them like a Captain Crunch sandwich. In, uh, <laughs> All the drugs. In uh, Breakfast Club. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea either. I'm, None I'm... of them's a good idea. <laughs> Nobody has a good idea. The only people who are okay uh, would be if you joined Blackwater, where they actually have like a fortress. They're the ones who are really ready. My favorite one is when you watch those doomsday preppers and they're basically reading through their playbook. That's how I had that shallow grave. Like this guy was, what I'm going to do is I'm going to surrender my property and let them infiltrate it and then I'll fucking come around. And he's like showing like where he's going to hide. And, and then he's, he's going to be on a spring, like one of those Murphy beds. He rises up. <laughs> no, the craftmatic. The craftmatic, you bring your legs in. You're so too slow. You want to be on one of those Murphy beds where it pops up. Oh well, you're fake and dead, so they don't see you in the background. It's just slowly, exactly. it's just slowly coming up. You just poing. Well, you know those go. beds? You push them. Those Three Stooges beds. They go right up to the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, people get stuck in them and they get pinned against the wall. Mur- they're called Murphy beds, right? Yeah, they used to. Eat, that, that was a popular thing. The safe space. Laverne and Shirley. Oh, those things would fucking people would get stuck. You probably break your fucking. I bet somebody broke their fucking neck in one of those. I bet. I bet people have died the most bizarre ways. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, buddy, it's almost a quarter to four. You got to get out of here? Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going home. Wait, why are you going gonna, home, Bill? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat the traffic. Why, where are you going to Indianapolis, Bill? Try to beat the traffic. <laughs> try, to, try to eat healthy. And so I'm going to come down and we'll do your show tonight. All right. So Bill Burr will be at the Comedy Store tonight. Bill Burr's special will be on Netflix this Friday, December 5th. What's it called again? I'm sorry you feel that way. The fucking the previews look awesome. And I like the fact that you did it in black and white, you silly bitch. Yeah, you're going old school. Next one you should do with smoke signals. Just no, no more, no more film. <laughs> I don't, I don't like HDTV. <laughs> I just don't like it. It's it's too fucking clear. <clears throat> you don't need it. You can do whatever the fuck you want. It's your I already have, I already know how I'm going to film the next one too. And and you you, you will. Probably, will you tell me once this is over. Probably uh, in your own little passive aggressive way. I have the <laughs> iPhone six. Make fun of that too. Those are the latest fucking 
cameras that I use, by the way. The iPhone and 6 it, cameras? It, no, the, and uh... it is a stylized oh, okay. black and This is not Three Stooges black and white. And I resent the fact that I've been on this <laughs> podcast for an hour and 45 minutes and you would do that to me. I don't give a fuck. You either it like looks, it or you don't. I'm sure I'll love it. I'm a fan. I'm a Bill Burr fan, ladies and gentlemen. I don't believe a word of it. All right. Bill Thank Burr, you for having me. B-I-L-L-B-U-R-R. Thanks for being here, man. Anytime you want. Come on back. Thank you for having me, and I will see you 8.30 tonight at the Comedy Store. Yes, my friend. That's right. Thank you. The hilarious okay. Bill Burr, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Until then, go fuck yourself. And uh, give everybody. Hey, thank you, you for helping me promote the show. Hey, I really please, appreciate it's, it. uh, for real, go go buy it. I've been watching Bill work this material out. I saw you at the Ice House recently. Fucking hilarious set. It's a funny, oh, funny, funny, shows. funny dude. So that's it, folks. I uh, take a piss. See you soon. <laughs> bye bye. Big kiss. <laughs> thank you, my friends. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, and thanks to our sponsors. Thank you to ZipRecruiter.com. Go to ZipRecruiter.com forward slash Rogan and post jobs for free. Oh, yeah. Thank you also to DraftKings.com. Go to, go to DraftKings.com, enter the code word Rogan now and play for free. Play for free. That's two things for free, goddammit. How can people still complain? Jim. Uh, Rogan.ting.com. Go there and enjoy a $25 savings off of any of their fantastic new ah, cellular devices. And thanks, of course, to Onnit.com. That is O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word Rogan. Save 10% off any and all supplements. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for being awesome. Thanks for all the positive energy. Thanks for the love. I sent it right back to you. Big hugs to the world. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, my friends.